Hello. Hello. I'm Sue. I'm, I'm here. And Jen. Hang up on people and call them on the other side. Aw, Tina's busy. How can she be busy? I don't know. Can, yes. you, can you guys hear me? Yes, yes Ryan. probably yes. still on the other call. The My mute button light broke. <laughs> Your mute button light. So I can go on mute. I just don't know when. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, just just type to us and then, you know, say, yeah. if you, you know, I'm on, can you hear me? And if nobody says anything, you're probably on mute. Okay, everyone sounds good so far. So who am I waiting for? I'm waiting for... We uh, need Tina. Uh, okay. And Melinda. I'm, I'm here. Melinda. I'm here. Hi, Melinda. Here. Hi. How are you? Kelly, Kessa, I'm tired. I am too. And I'm very tired. Kelly, you made my morning. You had my favorite tweet of the evening. What was that? That was, I survived the final battle. I'm trapped in the parking lot. <laughs> I was. I was trapped in the parking lot. When we had the movie. Do we have Jen? Uh, hang on. Jen's no, not on we either. don't have Jen, and we don't have calling Jen, Tina. Calling Robert. Tina. And I have to just remember how to add people, add people. Is it Robert? It, yeah, you need Robert. No, but is it is he Robert or Bob? Robert. It's Robert. Said, yeah. Robert. All right, Robert. It's Robert. Although I can't stop and calling him Rob. Tessa, yeah. I love your little Lego guys. The little I, Lego <laughs> I got him from Jen, too. Tessa, <laughs> I've missed you. I used to ship you. <laughs> yes, you did. My niece is living in Australia now with you. Pardon? <laughs> My niece is living in Australia. She went. She went there on a internship, and she met a guy, and now they're engaged and having a baby. Wow! wow. Holy crap! <laughs> wow! Hi, Robert. Hello. All right, I will. I will let you guys get back to it, Robert. I just want you to know. I was saying this to Daniel earlier. Cure mm-hmm. cancer. Do whatever you're going to do with your life. Whoa. Years from now, I will still refer to you as Robert from Spellcast. It's quite a right PBS. I right. still call you. Right, yeah. <laughs> Close your ears so that you don't hear anything. Uh, well, I'm gonna, I have a mute button, but you're going to need to put the headset down or good to go. If you okay, get okay. upset, there's no amount of smiley faces I think that could cure. Well, this. I don't care as much. This, I know. Is, this isn't like you know who is River. <laughs> this is something like we're not going to have a repeat of what I did to Chi. That will, we're going to be totally we, fine. We, uh, <laughs> we actually had a lot of pe- people on Twitter that are really mad because Tumblr and Twitter people are posting spoilers, and it's like guys. You already know yeah. what's going to happen, but yeah, don't so, talk so, about it yet. Yeah. It's years later. There's no such thing as spoilers oh, I know. now. Yeah, it's like if they change well, something or. I, I mean, honestly, sure. I was like, it's one thing if it's like on a on a specific website like PFW or even right. on my list, you know, where everybody's. But Facebook is kind of a general. Yeah. Out yeah. Thing. Like, Twitter, you know, Tumblr, people, you Twitter talk to your own way. friends and you kind of forget there's a million I, other people listening to you. So I, that's different. I if you want, don't want to be spoiled, then just don't go on Facebook or Twitter. Thanks. Right. I, I held it in for 24 hours and that was as far <laughs> as I could get. And I just warned people, I'm talking about it on my wall. Don't read it. Oh. <laughs> well, it too. It's like there, we were, for Doctor Who, they were a week ahead of us and everyone knew you know the big reveal and i hid from facebook and hid from twitter and i lived in my little cave for the week because i'm like i'm gonna ride this one out and then she carpet bombed my house with the answer i'm not well, bitter you know, i've been really good because i allowed myself to watch the teaser trailer for dh2 mm-hmm. 
yeah. that was it. I haven't seen pictures. I haven't seen interviews. I yeah, I nothing. Me? Yeah, no. I allowed myself to just watch the trailers that I would see on TV anyway. No, I. But I didn't watch for the first time. I didn't watch any of the featurettes. I didn't look at any of the stills that they released for the most yeah. part. And I, I just thoroughly wanted to enjoy it. And yeah, me too. I'm so glad that I didn't. But t- when I came home this morning and I couldn't sleep, I went right to Comcast on demand and I watched all the featurettes. <laughs> <laughs> I've, never, I've never done that either, but in fairness, a couple of times I actually didn't see the movie either, so I'm a really, really, really bad person. Ryan, are you going to go see it this weekend? I'm seeing it tomorrow. Tomorrow. Okay. I know. I said, thank God he's not waiting for ED. I was going to go last night just so I could say I went to one of the premiere ones and mm-hmm. I had the experience, but Danielle had to work late last night and she had to work this morning and I am going to go without her and Rena's here, so I wanted to go with Rena. And, yeah. So we're going to end up going tomorrow. So... What, what we did here, we got, and Sue knows the story, I had called the theater two days ago, not, not yesterday, but the day before yesterday, and they're like, oh, we have three houses that are sold out, everything else has still got tickets, da 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 We get there last night at 10 o'clock, they're sold out, everything. It's like, oh my God, what are we going to do? And so we're trying to figure out where the other, where next closest theater is. Werenberg's got it in 12 houses and they're completely sold out. It was like, oh my God, what are we going to do? And then I hear, excuse me, manager, excuse me, we've decided to open another house. (laughs) Thank you, God. (laughs) (laughs) We were the overflow for everything. Most of the people that were in our theater were adults. We had very few kids um, under the age of 20. But when we were about three fourths the way full, and we had, uh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. You we had, had we, I had gotten advance tickets, and we I went. There was about fifteen of us in our group, so we figured we're going to wow. go with ten just to make sure we get to all sit together. Mm-hmm. And they sold out like there's two rows of, of of cinemas as you go down each side of the walkway. Yeah, and every single one was sold out going down. And we happened to be in the first one, so we were in there. But when we got there, we figured 10 o'clock we'll hang out for a while because I didn't think they were going to be letting people in. But they had started letting people in at 8.30. Yeah. yeah. It was full. It was like, Melinda, now what are we going to do? I was telling Sue that we were going to meet my friend there at the theater at 8.00. And she decided to head up earlier because she did an errand and she didn't want to go back home and wait around. So she said, oh, I'll just go up to the theater and see what's going on. At 7.15, I got a phone call from her and she's like, you guys need to get here now. Wow. They're not going to, they're going to stop <laughs> yeah. letting people into the building the 3D, and having the, the lines go outside. We're seeing yeah. at 7.30. Did you guys get Harry Potter 3D glasses? I yes! love, I kept them. There was no way I was putting them back in any recycle bin. Those are mine. I can't. No, I didn't, I didn't no, see the 3D version. We went to the 2D version because I can't see in 3D. Oh, so oh, you didn't have Voldemort flat all over you at the end. No. No. <laughs> so I have a question. I have a, I have a question about that. Did what? you guys have people cheering when he? Oh yeah. Yes. We didn't. Uh, nobody did, did anything. What are yep. you talking about? When Voldemort when, disintegrated. When Voldemort oh. disintegrated, nobody did anything. Now, when Bellatrix did, everybody yeah, was. The whole thing. <laughs> yeah, we got. When we, cheer, we, we had a great crowd. Right. They, they were cheering for. They cheered for uh, Mrs. Weasley's line. Yes. They, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. they cheered for Voldemort blowing up. They cheered for yep. Bellatrix getting hers. They cheered. They, there was a lot of cheering going on. It was fun. Oh, and at the very end, the best part, there was this little girl <laughs> in the row behind me, and I have no idea how she managed to stay awake that long because she. Was little, really little, and right after Voldemort blew up, she says, "Bye, bye, guy." And it was just <laughs> 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 it was hysterical. I was like, "Okay, 
And now tell me, there was cute. Everybody, and I think, and and I know everybody was doing it in the second because I've seen it twice. I went to the midnight show and then I went to the one thirty show this afternoon. <laughs> and so because I had to take notes. Hey, I did that. Don't laugh. I've done yeah. every other movie. There was just no way. I had too many things going on today. I couldn't. I do. have well, and I took today off, so I took like a four hour nap, and I had to go get my mom's dog and then bring them home and clean him up because he was sick and pooping all over. The- I was like, okay, I'm going to go to the theater and I'm going to deal with this mess when I get back. And how many of you <laughs> were saying, run, Neville, run, Neville? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he's standing there taunting them. I'm like, would you run? Please well, no, run. And the boards disappeared. It was like, oh, crap. Neville, run. <laughs> and then he disappears and you're just like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Our theater had a big, like, bad thing, though. They started the movie, and it was in 3D, right? We bought the 3D, and they started the movie in 2D. And they, they so we all watched, like, 30 minutes, and people were, like, booing. Oh, no. And then they restarted it, so we got to watch it again. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> My theater actually started it at, like, 11.55. No yeah, way! Yeah, oh, we were we were yelling at them too, but they didn't. I was I was really shocked because my ticket time was technically eleven fifty nine. It wasn't like a twelve oh one deal, and so you know we're sitting there, we're like, oh, five more minutes, five more minutes, and all of a sudden, you know, when they're doing the 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 preflex kind of thing, all of a sudden that went blank, and everyone was like, <gasps> like there was like this collective gasp in, like, and then everyone just erupted, and I was like, we oh my God, we're we getting it five those. minutes early. We didn't have the the little preview thingy, nothing. I was loved like, the preview with the with them when they were just babies and their little faces. It was like, oh my God, look at them. We didn't see that. Oh, I yeah, love that. I, I really sure. like that. It may have been the 3D version that had that, but no, because no. I thought no. we didn't have it. No. We didn't have any of the, you know, how they usually do like the movie theater promotion by, you know, turn your cell phone off and buy concessions. We didn't have any of that. Now, the last time that we were there for Deathly Hallows, they started that a half an hour before the movie started. And about 15 minutes into it, halfway through, we were, they, they had like a quiz where they put a question up and we, everybody in the audience was shouting the answer. We've already seen it like six times, you know, mm-hmm. so, but we didn't see any of it. It was like, God, what is it? Where, wh- what are they doing? And then all of a sudden the house lights started to go down. It's like, oh my God, they didn't even run any ads or anything. We yeah, saw I some trailers, I but we what... didn't see any movie ads. I don't know which is worse um, because we actually, they well, it was good because we were there at the theater at like 745. Uh-huh. And as soon as Transformers was done at 930, they went in and quickly cleaned. Mm-hmm. And we were in the theater at like 940. So wow. at least we were able to sit. So we watched those stupid quizzes and things for like three hours so <laughs> i would have gone nuts <laughs> you know what they keep playing it the same one over and over and uh-huh. you're like it's ryan gosling you know <laughs> it's like if i well i remember <laughs> definitely hallows you know? one it was like if i have to see yogi bear one more time i'm gonna scream so so the trailers that we saw today we had happy feet too yeah yeah we have that one dark night too yeah, the Dark Knight Rises. There was a million Dark- previous. There was way yeah. too many. There we was were Cowboys Cowboys by the end of time they played another one. Cowboys and Aliens, yep. which was mm-hmm. cool. Sherlock Holmes too. Sherlock Dude, Holmes. I got Green Lantern. Rise wow. of That's the already Planet. Out. Uh, I'm in Australia. Apparently, we only get Harry Potter movies first. (laughs) (laughs) Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, no, I had that one too. 
Um, Which and Tom Felton Arthur is in. Christmas. Is that correct? What? Yeah, he's in that movie. Tom yeah. Felton is in that one. Who? Hey, Draco. Tom Felton. Draco. Dra- yeah, Draco's in that one. Draco's going to get killed by gorillas. Right. I thought that was him. And Mr. K's was sitting there going, who? What? I'm like, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> So those were the previews. We only saw two. We had the um, the Dark Knight and we had Puss in Boots, which just looks did? hilarious. No, we had like four last night, but we had seven today. Oh, different see, maybe movies, for the midnight theater. one then. It was know. a different theater too. So yeah, I went to the Mills the Regal for the first one and I went to an AMC for the second one. So, you know, it had probably had, and the AMC was showing, you know, first look and all the, you know, advertisement stuff. But yeah, we, it was. We it was had a fun. torchwood. We had a torchwood. Oh God, we had a twilight preview last night. <laughs> it was like, oh no! Oh, <laughs> you were like throwing twilight. popcorn at the screen, and <laughs> it was crazy. not Breaking Dawn, like Twilight. It was for Breaking Dawn Part One. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. But they were like, you know, because they get the it's the wedding invitation, and you know, Jacob freaks yeah, out, that. and so <laughs> it, it was so funny because we're sitting there, and it's like there's popcorn flying through the air above my head because <laughs> <laughs> they were throwing it at the screen. <laughs> <laughs> it was the adults sitting we were in stadium seating so the, the adults were like oh god oh, i've got to go i've got to see this movie and live oh, it was actually created <laughs> well, when i walked in when i pulled into the parking lot it was packed and i thought oh geez i had I'm to just- park in the grass across the street yeah. And I walked in and the first person I saw, and of course I went as Sprout and I wore hat. <laughs> and the first hat. person I saw was wearing a Team Jacob shirt. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm like, you're in the wrong theater. Yeah. <laughs> today, they're like, oh, you're Ravenclaw. Because I wore my Ravenclaw t-shirt again today. I like went home and washed it. And uh, I said, yeah. And he says, why Ravenclaw? And I said, because that's where I was sorted. And he went, Oh, <laughs> like <laughs> obviously you didn't have a choice. I'm like, that's uh, where I was put. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mess with me. But, but you do have a choice. Harry said so. We have to start talking about the movie here. Okay. Yeah, because okay. I'm I'm going to I'm going to um, drift off soon. Yeah, I'm getting very sleepy. I want to talk about, and the rest of it, y'all can have. (laughs) Okay, well, hang on just a minute. Let's do this. about Draco. (laughs) No, actually, no. Oh, they made him out way better in the movie than he got. I know. I liked him so much in the movie. Who? Draco. Draco. You're all talking too fast for me. I'm losing track. Sorry. (laughs) Well, hang on just a minute. Let's start this thing. Okay. Okay. Welcome to... Well, we've already got most of the stuff that we're going to put in here anyway, so... (laughs) Um, is the Skype list Tina, Jen, Kelly, Keza? No. No. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to go first. Just jump in anywhere. And then Kelly gets to go because she's the other main host. And then y'all are peons, so you can figure it out. <laughs> What's a peon? Oh, never mind. <laughs> What's a peon? Oh, no. What's a peon? No, no, Jen. Go, Sue. Sue, you should just introduce it as old home days. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The Welcome. original gang is back and we're squatting.
place i'm sue i'm kelly i'm melinda i'm tina i'm tian i'm Giza. <laughs> sorry i couldn't hold it in any longer but how many more people do we have to go I'm just, go- you. just you just you robert oh, okay. just you. and i'm robert <laughs> <laughs> and we are here to discuss our feelings of the last really? Harry Potter movie. The last one. Oh my <laughs> yeah. God. In oh, start, hysterical stuff. I saw myself. I did not start crying when the logo came up this time. No, I didn't either. <laughs> <laughs> I did last time. <laughs> when did I didn't cry start? at all. Oh no. my God. I did. I, I, I'm not. I, I didn't. I, 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 I wasn't. I could hear the sniffling going on all oh, around yeah. me towards the end. And I thought that I made it through without crying till I realized that my neck was all wet. I'm like, why? And it was just silent tears strolling oh. down my cheeks. Yeah. Oh. I no. cried during the prince's tale. That was when it I let go. Yeah. Mine was actually when the, the extra scene of Harry saying goodbye to Ron and Hermione where it started. And then the forest scene killed me. Oh, oh, yeah. But it was... Well, yeah, I, from the like, princess I mean, tale on, I pretty much, like, didn't stop. Yeah, yeah. Wait, it was when I saw Remus and Tonks. Oh, I started. Yeah, oh, the hands almost touching each other. That was that. And was Hermione tough. telling Harry, "This was like the big movie when she was like, um, 'I'll go with you.'" Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, like hysterical sobbing. Well, and and you look the look on her face when she says when he turns around and looks at her and says. Yeah, what he says, you know, he, he I, said, she I, knew. and then and, and she knew because you just see it on her face. It was like, oh, oh my god, I know yeah. that is the best moment of this entire movie, in my opinion. But I about died. So you know when uh, Snape was getting attacked. Now oh. I'm gonna tell you the boathouse. Okay, yes, it was an added scene where and because they used the boathouse instead of the shrieking shack. But there was a gal that was sitting in the row in front of me. Where when the snake, when Nagini was attacking Snape, she was like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> 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 well, it was pretty graphic. Oh my and god! And they didn't show anything, and it was awful. Oh, it was. The, it's the sound. The Just the sound. Like, oh, it was um, very similar to the sounds like the snake made when it was um, attacking Arthur in Order of the Phoenix movie. It was the same kind of thrashing, kind of. Like yeah. the snake kind of lunging and stuff. Having um, him up against the windows and yeah, you can see the blood on the windows, creepy. it was like, oh my God. There was it almost made it worse maybe. because you didn't see it. Yeah. 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 I like it that way because it lets your imagination make it. Oh, yeah. On you. I, I, mm-hmm. I like that. Did you notice that when at the beginning, you know, when they showed Snape looking down into the courtyard, 
that the first two houses that came in were very small. And mm-hmm. I'm going to probably guess they were Gryffindor Hufflepuff. Yeah. Oh, I didn't notice uh, that. They Which were, ones? The f- ones at the front? There were four groups. They were in blocks of houses. And Slytherin the and Hufflepuff one, were at the front? No, and Gryffindor, Gryffindor and Hufflepuff were in the front. Gryffindor no, had, no, Gryffindor was at the back. Well, it had this, the, the, whatever the smallest group was in the front, and I don't think that was Slytherin. No, it was Slytherin and Hufflepuff because I checked it the second time. Hufflepuff was on Snape's left. Slytherin no, 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 no. Right. When, they, when they were coming in across the courtyard. Oh, that bit. No, I didn't see Out, that. Outside. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were yeah. talking about in the Great Hall. No, I'm no, like, no, no. Ah. Not, in the, not in the Great Hall, but inside or, or when they were coming. In like the, the courtyard. courtyard. Yeah. Yeah, when it, they were marching. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I said to Rosella, they look like a bunch of Hitler's youth. Like, yeah, well, that's exactly yeah. what we thought. Oh, yeah. Okay. What did you guys think about the, the Shell Cottage? And the, the, I mean, I know we didn't spend a whole lot of time there, but... Well, they did because it takes a month to brew polyjuice. I know. I have to say the one, my one like. No, no, no. In the book, Hermione commented that she had the last of Moody's supply of of polyjuice. I remember that. Yeah. She had it. Yeah. Why did they not have Hermione? I I guess I kind of wanted to see her more injured because they made it seem like it was the same day they buried Dobby, right? Yeah, well, why which, which was the same because day they buried Dobby. Been tortured. Well, she yeah, had she just the Cruciatus. Harry's had that a bunch of times. Neville had that, and none of them had long. Oh, I guess she had she had a fairly just recently healed over slash across her throat yeah. and one up on did her she? face. Yeah, she did. I did. When they, yeah. they were talking to Ollivander, and, yeah, she, and she had a cut right on her throat. Right on her neck, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I loved the um, the goblin scene. I oh, yeah. Fabulous. That is my price. Yeah. <laughs> Fingers were awesome. Yeah. My price. <laughs> it didn't like, look like Warwick. No. Uh, well, and great did, job. But Griphook didn't die in the book, did he? I mean, they definitely no. showed him dead there no. at the end, but, but I was like, I don't think he died. So Mm-mm. so how did that happen? Well, and if, you, if I remember correctly, <laughs> he actually attacked, didn't Voldemort Crucio the goblins to try to get him to tell him what had happened? I mean, they didn't walk maybe through and have maybe that the place wrecked. And why didn't everything was supposed to burn them in that vault? Nothing was burning them. Right. Yeah, they didn't yeah. have that part. But did, you, did you notice that they put Dittany on when they got to the lake, though? I mean, yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah. yeah. My dad was intense. like, why are they putting antibacterial stuff? <laughs> 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 <It's> like, <laughs> the dragon got me. If they had oh, I felt, I felt so drag. bad for the. Bad I mean, drag. it was like, oh my god, what are you doing to that? Oh my god, <laughs> oh, oh, that was. I was so glad to see that <laughs> dragon break out. Yeah. Oh my god. I Poor wish Claude had thing. said something like, "Charlie needs to come and get him," or. And you know what? So we really bugged me. There was no Percy. They never had a reunion. He wasn't even in the final battle. You know, though, yeah, that was. didn't he surprise me. It didn't surprise there. me, Melinda, though. No. He, he was there at the end, but yeah. it didn't surprise me that they did. They really didn't do that whole room of requirement scene when, like, all the old Gryffindor Quidditch team comes in and the whole. I know. I I you know, they didn't do all that. So I can see why. Plus, they really cut Percy's storyline out. From they cut it, you know, it uh, order of the phoenix on, so but I think I they couldn't re- 
Didn't they shoot a scene and cut it? Didn't Hang they on a minute, Kaza. Go, Kaza. They they couldn't reunion them because they never explained that he'd cut himself off from the family, so it couldn't be in there. It wouldn't make any sense. You know well, what I yeah, really? Yeah, but they did a lot of. I mean, the sliver of Mira never made any sense either because Harry never broke it. Sirius never gave it to him, and they put that in there anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, but they had to make sense of how Dobby could know where he was. Yeah. And- Whereas they didn't need to tie up any loose ends with Percy. But they right. did with them. They had to sort of fix it. But they didn't have to fix anything with Percy. But you know what annoyed me with the room of requirement? We yeah. won't go there, Harry Ginny. Don't even go there. Yeah. What annoyed me was how the hell did Luna get there? Yeah. Yeah, she was she just there. Back into the castle? I don't think so. <laughs> There's no explanation. And she's suddenly there going, well, you know, it's the diadem. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, how did you get there, girl? <laughs> I I presumed that Luna had come in. Oh wait a minute! But that was after when the oh, yeah. yeah they they she made it seem like cottage. after she was done being tortured that she just went back to school and they let her in and it was just like like there was That's, no like Ginny never left school. If you noticed, um, yeah, one of the baby right. kids was there is and they were Muggle born, so they shouldn't. Dean was there. It was if they they skipped the whole part of anybody leaving Hogwarts. They were all just. It would have been more believable had they put her in like a Hogwarts outfit, but it looked like she was wearing the same outfit that she was at Shell Cottage, and that's part of what made it confusing. Yeah, it it had only been like eight hours too. So how did she get there? Because she can't just walk back in. Oh, and Hermione fourth let her in. (laughs) Hermione is a psychopath. Just does not work. What? Oh, oh my god. She was so <laughs> Helena, funny. Helena Bonham Carter oh, doing Hermione oh, doing Bellatrix. She was awesome. She was so, so awesome. Good morning. <laughs> I loved her walking and tripping on yeah, her heels. I loved, but that that's credit to Excuse Bellatrix. me, I don't like to wait. <laughs> it was funny. Okay, what was with Ron's costume? Why why did he just have a beard? In the book he did, they just made him have a beard and longer hair and a bigger nose or something. That part of the thing. Yeah, that was... Like, when I was, I was really... I, I could go with a lot of the changes at the end, I go, but I was so ticked that they did it to Ron again, is to take... He was the first one to stand up with Voldemort after Harry supposedly died. He was the one that said, but he yeah. beat you. He did, yeah. And again, they make Hermione the hero. They make Neville the hero. And Ron just gets shuffled. I was so annoyed by that. I again. was too. I love Hermione being the hero because she was in the book. I mean, she was the one who solved all the problems and figured everything out. But I didn't like, I mean, I love Neville's moment. I wouldn't want to take that away. But they did push Ron to the background in this yeah, movie they again. Do also, and they give her, it just, I think it's not Hermione in the book that has turned me so off Hermione. It's the way in the movies that they portray her as this be all end all that just, I guess. But I love it too. I love how it is portrayed in the movie because you see that relationship that Harry and Hermione has on screen and it's so different. I think I can appreciate them separately. Mm-hmm. I liked the uh, fact that Ron was pulling all of this stuff that she has said over the last few years yeah. out of the air. And she's just like, wow, you <laughs> that's that's really were she listening got, to she me. Got this, <laughs> listening. Yeah. She, she got this look of amazement on her face like, oh, my God. What did y'all think of the kiss scene? That, oh, that got cheers in my cinema. Awesome. That got big, huge cheers. You know what? The one thing I didn't like about it. You couldn't see their faces. All you saw was the back of Ron's head. Yeah. Well, what I did is they zoomed out so much, you couldn't even see them. Yeah, and, but what you did see was the back of Ron's head, and Rupert Grint is thinning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong? No. Um, 
here's a, a an interesting point. Well, and Keza brought this up last night when we were talking. I think it was Keza. So, um, uh-huh. The first person to jump out in front of Harry between Harry and Snape was Ginny. Ginny, mm-hmm. yeah. And then the and second they're making a second person. No, no, no. It wasn't Cho. <laughs> no. It wasn't Cho. It was Hermione. She was behind him. Yeah, yeah. But and the- then it was Cho. Show, I didn't notice, yeah, Hermione was behind him and stepped up in front of him, and then Cho stepped over from the side. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I thought it was my favorite thing in that scene. Minerva shot first. Yeah. Oh, I know. yeah. Okay, my hero of the whole night was McGonagall. I loved every minute of when she was on screen. I thought she just rocked. Blow it up. Boom. Boom! Boom! <laughs> Mr. Finnegan. Mr. <laughs> Finnegan, The best line. And I loved when she went to Molly. I've always wanted to use that spell after she brought the soldiers oh. alike. She just oh. was awesome. You know, I don't think that I liked Molly's smile after she killed Bellatrix. It was a it, bit creepy. I was it, like, you just murdered someone. You're Molly Weasley. Be a little sad about it. Uh, it was oh, Bellatrix Lestrange. Was that, was, that was, no, I had no problem oh, with that. It, but it's Molly. It's like a teddy bear murdering and then smiling. But she just killed the woman who was trying to kill her daughter. I, I, I had no problem with that. that I wish that they'd that. shown Bellatrix trying to kill Ginny a bit more because I almost missed it the first time. It, it was it very quick. Real fast. It was like they I, cut back into that scene and all you saw was... Bellatrix wand, you know, spell, well, whatever. It was really Going hard seeing who was fighting who. Yeah. yeah. Because at one point, everybody turns around and all of a sudden they're fighting. It looks like they're fighting each other, but they're fighting the spiders. And Lavender and was definitely dead. There's been a whole yeah. you know, post-Hogwarts fix. Half of them she's dead, half of them she's alive. And well, this one, she was totally definitely dead. My story. That was Lavender that Fenrir was feeding on, wasn't right. it? Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Like that window. little montage where they brought back all the baddies from all the movies. What? Huh? And then what they huh? did, they had the spiders, they had the dimension. Oh, yeah, okay. The giants. I, I have a question. What? Where was Wormtail? Yeah, they never nope. cleared I that never up at all. Well, who was Teddy? They Teddy never. Teddy was never. You know, you, never yeah, addressed. Until oh, that annoyed me as well. Because there was him. nothing until the forest scene. And then all of a sudden, Harry goes, Remus, your son. I'm like, when did Remus tell him he had a son? Come on. <laughs> My dad thought that Remus <laughs> was Arthur. And he was like, I'm sad Mr. Weasley got killed. I'm like, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> he was, yeah, he was there with the resurrection stone. Uh, no, no. <laughs> but but he was like Remus didn't have kids, so badly done movie that little that little part that, that annoyed me because I'm like, well, all they needed was a little scene in Shell Cottage where Remus came and announced, or the scene earlier that they completely missed where he went to walk out on Tonks and he came to see the Mingrel place and Harry said, "Don't be a terrible father." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it didn't. And so then he's like, your son. And I'm like, um. What son? Yeah. What son? We don't know about this. Oh, son. um. <laughs> we have, uh. <laughs> I wrote, Harry talks in his sleep, fan- 100 <laughs> fanfics now created. Like, no. I mean, she lived with him for like a year, you know. Well, and the thing with that whole thing was, I mean, and these are the, the, the little things that bother me because believe me, overall, I, I would, it was epically brilliant. So mm-hmm. these are just like the nitpicky things. But, <laughs> so why have Ron say that? Maybe it was just that one of those moments of levity they changed it for, but why change it from the book where Ron's like, well, I saw him say, you know, say oh, it when the they went into the chamber and with the locket and yeah. 
you know, so, unless know. it was a joke, because you know, in the past movies, they've always shown Harry like laughing at Ron's nightmares. You know, where he's like, the spiders, the spiders, or whatever. Right. And so maybe it was kind of a joke back to that. I thought it was more of a, because they are about to kiss, we need to make it clear that Hermione <laughs> hasn't paid any attention, attention to, to Harry. Harry talking exactly. to yes. <laughs> That's what I took it as. On. She I, also, what, on. I also wanted to know why the Death Eaters decided to, uh, I understand the high ground thing. But standing on the edge of a cliff, it's like, how are you going to get down to go attack the castle that you're luring over? They're wizards. They can fly. <laughs> they fly. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like the wards disintegrating the uh, snatchers? Love that. That was kind of awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. yeah. And Neville. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Neville. He's like, oh, yeah. What did he say? What was he He said, you me? and what army? <laughs> 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 and then yeah. the wharf went down and he went, oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> and you're all going, run, okay. Neville. Can I run. just say, why, Jenny, did you not run up and try to help Neville pull him up? It's I don't know. Well, I don't think they realized he was there. They thought well, he was they gone. Walked it wasn't come until up he slowly, and they're just standing twenty feet back, looking at him. Well, two things. Number one, first, they didn't. They weren't. Didn't make sure it was Neville. Yeah. yeah. And two, it was how stable impact, is the bridge now? Oh, true. Oh, yeah. I didn't think about that. No, I think how stable is the bridge that you just blew up? <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, Neville woo. comes in, tells Harry, "Where's Luna?" Mm-hmm. Ah, I love that bit. And, and oh. I need to tell you know I need to tell her. I'm and Harry her. looks Jenny and kisses her, and she says, "I know." And I was like, "Oh, I love the I know part. I hated that kiss. Oh, kiss oh yeah, awful. it was, it was awkward. terrible. It was awkward. Yeah. It could have been done way better. And yeah. could he have stood Dan on a box for that? Really? <laughs> 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 He could have been one step higher. He'd have been fine. It was yeah. it, that was an easy fix, really. Yeah, really. yeah. But when have they ever given any time? They to only have multi million dollars to do this right. movie. Speaking <laughs> of giving time to Harry and Ginny, I'll go to as Jenny the, the epilogue of Doom. The epilogue um, where they focus on Ron, Hermione, and Harry again, and Ginny, who happens to be the mother of three of the children. But no, she's just kind of in the back row. Yeah, yeah. I noticed so that. They, the last I pan, they, sk- they, they pan in, and I think, oh, they're going to get a, a shot of the four of them and fade out. No. no. It's like no, they pass not. right no. by me. No. I have a question. Oh, Ginny, sorry. It's like, sorry, you think maybe after they've been living together all these years and have three children that maybe Ginny has kind of moved up a spot above Ron I and her mom and he was like, yeah, think. Dan's makeup is so much better than everyone else's. Dan actually looked old. Dan looked very <laughs> natural. Yes, the yeah. rest of them just looked like they were in dress-up. Yeah. yeah. Say, Ginny looked like she had a wig on and then had a dress. <laughs> and apparently dresses make people old. <laughs> <laughs> Remind me not to wear any. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay, hang on, everybody. Kelly, what's your question? In the room of requirement, when yes. she runs yes. in and says, Snape Harry. knows. What the hell did Ron say? It's been six months <laughs> and that I didn't hear anything else. It's well, been six months she hasn't sent me. I'm like, Harry, brother. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, so I didn't okay. hear it again. Harry and Ginny, Ginny walks in and then she's only got eyes for Harry. And Ron, so Ron says something like, oh, great. She hasn't seen Harry, me yeah. in six months. And she said she hasn't seen me in six months. I'm only her brother. And Seamus says, yeah, but she's got a lot of those. There's only one Harry. Okay. Goes, Thank you. Up. It was kind of cute. I it couldn't was- hear it. So it because it was like 
I just everyone was laughing. Times I missed it. That was a clip that that was the one clip that I had seen before the movie. Okay. And that's why I knew what they said because I had to rewind it and do it a couple of times because I was like, Seamus talks so fast. I can't understand what he's saying. <laughs> I, I heard Seamus, but I didn't hear what Rupert said. Yeah. Because he was like, blah, blah, blah. what the <laughs> hell did you say? <laughs> well, your brother, why is she doing brother about me? She says, Harry. <laughs> and he's being all grumpy. <laughs> I just thought it was a very typical brother reaction and, and yeah. I just, very funny. Cool, did they say something about Harry okay, wait, like a first? Time out one more time. Robert, I know you have to leave in a few minutes. Is there something you want to say before you go? Actually, I do. And first off, I'm trying to hold off the dog from going on a crazed rampage. So it starts barking. I apologize. But um, something actually I want to bring up for discussion. Um, is it me or did the death of Voldemort seem like the most anticlimactic thing in the entire series? Because yes. it's like you have, you have eight movies of this. And because they took the fight outside of the castle, so they're by themselves, there's like no reaction to his death. Well, and and it was right. the and theater I was movie. in did the same thing. It was like, is anybody gonna like cheer? Nothing. And Nobody then, even breathed. Well, no, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not talking about from a, an audience standpoint. Yeah, the audience went crazy. I'm talking about like on screen because, like, in the book, it's like as soon as Voldemort goes down, everyone goes crazy. It's like Voldemort's dead. Yay, Ding Dong, the witch is dead. Ding Dong, the witch is dead. But in the movie, it's like he dies and he does his whole wonderful disintegration thing, which was weird. But anyway, like, crazy. Into a killing curse and it just dying anyway. They've changed the killing curse so many times in this movie. Anyway, the point I want to make is that is they then they have the next scene where they're like going to the castle and everyone's just kind of like doing their thing. They like never really acknowledge like you know this oppressive evil wizard just died and it's just like eh, it's a plot point. Let's there was on. no Munchkin singing "Ding Dong, the witch is dead." I mean, right? how are people <laughs> supposed to know? No, I really I don't understand as far as the movie goes. How do you explain to someone how he died? Because I thought at the very least Harry could be something like he could have said Avada Kedavra and Harry could have said rubber glue, you know, like something <laughs> something to give the people an idea of what was going on. Well, I think my because I, I, I thought about that, too, Jen, and my thought is right before they jump off the building together. What was that? But, OK, but yeah. Harry does. He does have that moment where he says, what if the wand's allegiance was to someone else. And obviously we've read the book, so we know that. But to me, that was the thing to make the audience go, oh, okay, so Snape didn't have the wand's allegiance, you know, blah, blah, blah. Right. And then and they, whereas they don't say the spells when that last connection with their wands, yeah. but the elder wand does fly out of Voldemort's mm -hmm. hands to Harry. Mm -hmm. So yeah. to me, that kind of... So was, what it's just it's significant that the wand's allegiance was Terry at that point, regardless of whatever they did. The wand was never going to act against Harry. The wand, the wand going to Harry is what killed Voldemort? Yeah. Okay. The what wand, the what wand wouldn't wand work against Harry. Just, it's really, it's just like the way it happened in the book, except there was no exposition about it. Right, right. So, and I was really annoyed that Harry broke the wand before he fixed his. Oh own my! Wand. That was. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. That really. What was the flying thing where they where Harry gets Voldemort's face on his face? What? Oh, that's just <laughs> where they were falling off the the that was, battlements, yeah. and they kind of turn into the smoke thing that Voldemort can do, or all the Death Eaters can do because they can fly. 
And so it was kind of the two of them merging and, and it was this silent battle of wills as they were falling off the battle. And I, I also took it to be that because Harry was Horcrux, that, that close proximity teach them as Voldemort was morphing into that smoke flyy thingy, that Harry was almost like melding into him. And but he wasn't, a, he wasn't a Horcrux at that point. to apparate and, yeah. and can't apparate in Hogwarts. So it was like fighting against the wards that were coming down that kind no. of... No, I think the wards were already down, down by then. I yeah. thought it was a metaphor for something, but I thought I was too stupid to figure it out. I couldn't. No, I think it was just cinematic and license. <laughs> get it. Did you notice that Trelawney was there? Yeah. Just after, after Emma Thompson said she was not going to be in the last movie because she was going to do something else. They yeah. put that one... Did, did yeah. One little thing. I've never noticed the Slytherins coming back. Did they? No, I didn't. I don't. They didn't make a point of it, Melinda. They must have okay. though, because Draco was there. <laughs> he never left, and you know that he never left. Ferret got off way too easy because he was not a good guy at the end of that book. He was not. Do you? He just got I, there was one other little thing tidbit that I remember saying when Snape was being attacked. You remember that that Dumbledore in the books said that, you know, perhaps we sort too early. Mm. Yeah. And oh, yeah. On the wall in the boathouse behind Snape is a Gryffindor scarf. Yep. It was just hanging in there. It was just hanging off of a hook on the wall. I noticed that. Really? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, did you I I also with Snape's whole death scene? It actually for a few minutes, you know, I've never been a Snape fan. I've been an Alan Rickman fan, but not a Snape fan. And I actually liked Snape for a few minutes. But when it got back to Lily, I still found it as creepy as I did in the book. I was just still majorly <laughs> creeped out by the whole thing. No, I felt I know I was it was stalkerish. I didn't no, like I it. I found it no. very thing in like because uh, you know me, Melinda, I'm not you know, we, how many times have we battled with Richard? You know, I, like, <laughs> I, I appreciate that Snape did what he did out of love, but he had to do that because of the actions he took, you know, beforehand caused. I could, I could go with that. And but, like I said, I was very sympathetic with him up until the, when the dough and he was always something about it to me, just, I, I found it very creepy. Can we but what I did love was when Lily, when Harry asked them to stay with him, and Lily used that same always. Yeah. I yeah. really actually oh, like that. Yeah. What, what is it, Jen? What was the deal when Snape was, like, talking to Dumbledore, and then he's like, oh, I forgot to send my Patronus. No, it was Dumbledore yeah. asking, he's like, because he said, oh, That's you sent him for a pig for slaughter, mm-hmm. and Dumbledore says... Oh, you mean you find you've come to care for the boy after all? Right. And in that he casts his Patronus to show Dumbledore that it's not Harry he cared about. It was always uh-huh. Lily. Always Lily. Yeah. Right that, right that was straight from the there book. There were several scenes that were word for word. King's Cross was almost entirely word for and word. And the forest was almost word for word. There was and the forest. Like Dumbledore at King's Cross seemed like way more angelic than I thought he came across in the book. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree. Just a sec, Robert. Yeah. Say goodnight. Yes. Good night, everyone. It's nice. Good night, Robert. Good night, Robert. Nice to talk to you again. Nice talking to all you. Catch you Bye, later. Robert. Thanks for joining us. Not I, a problem. I have three more notes on here. Okay, One I'm of sorry. Them's... I just wanted to let Robert go. And I have a quote that I want to do when you guys get a second. There, the One of them was that explains the bowl and the flat. Oh, 
panel the of the pensive. That was weird. I loved that bit. That was that I was nice it. to explain it, and that that because was one. They changed the pensive from yeah. movie four to movie six, and we were all going, "What the hell?" And, and I loved it when he, he came out. I'm like, "Oh!" And then he just pulled it out, and I'm like, "That's pretty awesome." Yeah, yeah I that understand. Was, that was very <laughs> cool. Yeah, he was like the, the sec- Silver Surfer. The second <laughs> thing was <laughs> the second thing was that they actually found a use for the puppet. The puppet. The puppet. From the puppet. The thing at King's Cross was the same thing that they used. Oh, in Goblet of Fire. Goblet of Fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The and moldy, then we have, gross thing. Yeah. It was disgusting for anyone else. It was. That was, was disgusting. Wow. Then we have this- well, in the book, it was described as a gross, like a flayed baby. So, yeah. like, ugh. It really is really yucky. Well, Harry's you- reaction was so good when he jumped away. Oh. Same, yeah. Absolutely. Did you did you notice that after Neville picked up hat and dusted Yay, it off? Hat. Sorry. I He's... did not realize until the, I saw it at the second time. I thought that was McGonagall's hat or something. I did not realize it was a sorting hat. Did you see the flicker across his face? Jim? That's what yeah. I was going to say. That was yeah, the sword, it did. The sword flickered. Sword. Yeah, he knew the sword was in there because he looked in it and yeah. he could see the sword flicker across the, his face. The flicker of the reflection. It was like oh, the sword's in the hat. <laughs> <laughs> And then I then I have a big heart and then the word Neville. <laughs> That's the lead end of my notes. <laughs> well, and I took Hat with me to the theater and I just have to say that he he was very excited to see himself on screen. <laughs> <laughs> In the book, when Harry and Dumbledore at, King, are at King's Cross, did Harry have his glasses? No. No. Not okay. He was he was naked when he woke yeah. up in King's yeah, Cross. I- he was. It was very sad. I'm kind of glad that Sorry. Daniel Radcliffe wasn't naked in that scene because it's- that scene after they dropped off the dragon and they changed their shirts, it was very blinding. <laughs> <laughs> They're wizards. Why didn't they just dry it with a spell <laughs> to change their shirts? On my well, I felt bad for Hermione because she couldn't. I was like, where is she supposed to change? Well, apparently... In the book, they all change right there. Yeah. Right. Apparently, Mooney, one of our former members was in the theater next to two lesbians and they're all three going take it off take it off to Hermione (laughs) because she started to and that's when they cut away because they can't show that well she put she wrapped a blanket around herself yeah she did she took the upper layer off she was wearing the the dress with the corset and then she put a blanket around herself but what was funny was in my twitter feed on wednesday now we had a, a projectionist who had to set up the movie and he kept tweeting little things like, there are Brits in this movie who are whiter than I am. And it was that scene. What? <laughs> <laughs> it was just hideous. <laughs> and I can't talk. I mean, I am white ass because my parents are British. And that's exactly what I look like because I burn when I go out in the sun here in Australia. And I'm just like, I can't talk, but that's really offensive. <laughs> well, and he's not, they're not, they're not pink white. They're like, like, Oyster Pasty, white. Horrible white. It like hurts your eyes to look at them white. <laughs> <laughs> I sure hope Dan and, and Rupert don't listen to this. That just <laughs> I love you. We do we love. Well, you it made me laugh because did y'all sun's... notice that Rupert got stuck in his shirt? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's hard to take off wet clothes. Yeah, it is. Dan had trouble putting it back on because he was still wet and he was trying to put it back on and he was stuck there for a minute, too. I kind of like that they left that, though, because that's more real. It is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
So this quote was on Melinda's list. Um, I can't remember who posted it. Uh-oh. And it's an Alan Rickman quote. And oh, it says. That's the one I tweeted and it was Kala. Yeah. When I'm 80 years old, sitting in my rocking chair, I'll be reading Harry Potter. And my family will say to me, after all this time, and I will say, always. Always. I know. That brought tears to my eyes, too. (laughs) And I was so tickled when that was in the movie. Twice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's right from the book, too. Right. I really you know what I like? What? Oh, sorry. You know, because that scene was really important and um, they didn't change it much from the book. There was one thing that they changed. It was Sirius's line because Harry says, what's it like dying? And he turns and he directly addresses that to Sirius. Mm-hmm. And Sirius's line changes slightly. Or is it that line or is it a different one? But Sirius says about when you'll – oh, it's the Just you'll like stay with me line. Falling asleep. Yeah, yeah. but then – I bawled. That's the same as the book note. The line I'm thinking about, sorry, is the you'll stay with me. You say, And Lily says always. Yeah, that but, really, really got Sirius, me going. But Sirius, is that he says yes because um, – and he makes gestures to Harry's heart because they're in here. Oh, yeah. And that's from yeah. Order of the Phoenix. Yeah. It's not no. a from the book, but it's it fit from- in. It's from uh, Prisoner of Azkaban. Prisoner of Azkaban, that's it. I knew it was from one of them. Yes. Where he puts his hand on his heart and he says, they're in here. And it was like, oh, my God. (laughs) But it was such a brilliant addition to that scene. It It was. And I loved particularly that Harry addressed Sirius as equal as as he did his parents. Because yeah. 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 I did too, because it gave some. I felt gypped with the with the whole series in the movies anyway. So it felt. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. I loved. I was sad though that they they did not have the Ron and Hermione behind the curtain, Ron where he's. It's right after Fred dies, and he's about to go out and like kick some ass. But she has to, like, hold him back. And, remember? Mm-mm. No, in the book. Of a fact, Jen. Yeah, because in the book, they don't know really? who's left. Right. <laughs> I think, yeah, in the book, no, yeah. No, there is, there is this thing. Hang on, I've got it right here. You're talking about right after Fred dies and Ron, Ron, yeah, Ron wants to go and go nuts. Gringotts he wants to go kill somebody because Fred died, mm-hmm. yes. How yeah. did you like, how did you like. No, that was real. That's canon, right? Yeah, hang on, hang on. I'm How like, you, please tell me this thing that I'm remembering. I like the scene. They had one scene of Fred and George getting ready for the battle and standing yeah. there together. And, they and the entire in audience eyes. knew what was yeah. coming. And I could hear the entire audience as one just went, oh, <laughs> you know, yeah. it was like, oh. the tears, the <laughs> baby, the baby in the crib, Harry in the crib. Oh, oh my While God. Snape is oh holding on God. to Lily, yeah. Yeah. the baby in the crib is just <laughs> screaming. I know, mm-hmm. the poor little thing. Hey, hey, I found it. I know what you're talking about, Jen. When yeah, they yeah, drag fan fiction. <laughs> no, they dragged right into a niche where a suit of armor had stood earlier. Um, blah, blah, blah. Percy let out a bull-like roar. Rookwood sprinted off in the direction of a tall man. And then Hermione screams, Harry in here. She had pulled Ron behind a tapestry. They seemed to be wrestling together. And for one yeah. mad second, Harry thought they were embracing again. Then he saw that Hermione was trying to restrain Ron to stop him running after Percy. Listen to me. Listen, Ron. I want to help. I want to kill Death Eaters. His face was contorted, smeared with dust and smoke, and he was shaking with rage and grief. Yeah. Ron, we're the only ones who can end it. Please, Ron, we need the snake. We've got to kill the snake, said Hermione. But Harry knew how Ron felt, blah, 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 blah. So yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's not Thank a fake. It's in the book. How did you like the snake stalking? That was awesome. Oh. I love that. It was bit. scary. It, it was. was. Yeah. That's and, then when Neville, evil. and when Neville did it, everybody in the theater was like, yeah. yeah. 
Because <laughs> people have been saying that uh, there was no, like, because that had been changed and, like, well, there wasn't the whole burning hat thing and then Neville doesn't. But I actually like the way they did it because for the movie, that would have been a bit of a dry scene because it's a fairly long scene. Yeah. Where yeah. not taunts apply. But I liked that they were moving through the castle. I think you needed that movement. And I liked the snake stalking. And Neville comes to and goes, oh, right. So I liked good. the Ron oh. holding Hermione <laughs> moment right before they thought they were going to get eaten. Yes. I know. And I was like, more and then there was no more (laughs) 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 we had a kid in the movie theater last night we were the first two people in the in the house because we were the first tickets sold we actually had a group the whole row behind us was full of people from another house because they had come because it was too full Mm-hmm. There were too many. They couldn't find seats together. So they came to the came to 15 and they got seats together. There were two other people that had just come in after we did. And they were sitting up fairly close to the back. And it was a, a gal and her son. She's read all the books. He hasn't read any of them. He's only seen the movies. Totally spoiler free. Didn't know what was going to happen. Nothing. And I was like, oh, boy. And she says, yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> and, he, and his eyes are like, you know, softer to the back of the theater. You know, it's funny because um, right before we came on tonight, um, I, I sat down with my husband and um, we were going through the featurettes. And because, you know, he's only seen the movies. So he, I drag him to them and then, you know. I make him watch them with me when I'm bored and whatever. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so we were watching the featurettes and when they, they were done, um, I'm like, Oh my God, I want to go. I so want to go see this again right now. And he's like, no, we'll go like maybe, you know, on, uh, you know, next week during the week when no one else is going. Cause he's like, this is really the first time I'm watching these and I really want to go see this. Oh, cool. Wow. Yeah. So. Hopefully more people feel that way too, you know, who mm-hmm. haven't read the books. And actually my daughter, Samantha, I started with Harry Potter by reading her the books when she was in third grade. That's when I started reading them to her. And Shannon has always come to all the movies with us and everything. And she likes the movies, but she had never read the books. And this summer she started reading them all and she just started Order of the Phoenix. Oh, wow. So when we left the theater last night, she's like, oh, my God, it was so good. And, blah, blah, blah. and me, Samantha, <laughs> and Samantha's best friend, who is also a fanatic, we were all like, Shannon, as good as that movie was, the book is still a gajillion times better. And she's like, mm-hmm. how can that be? You know, so <laughs> there, I think it's going to live up to the expectations. Well, I think having the books become available as ebooks officially uh, yeah. later this year will be very helpful. And they'll be out before, I'm going to guess that the Blu ray of Deathly Hallows 2 will be out for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the yeah, Ultimate Edition won't be out sense. till next year because I think that they're going to release. Uh, um, the last two, the ultimate editions together, and they're going to do that next year. Yeah. But it, this is one of those that, you know, I'm, I may have to go see it. I've already seen it twice. And I may have to go see it again next week. Yeah, no, you like, yeah, I'll I'll definitely go see. Cause I, like I said, I brought my kids, I brought my nieces and friends came with all their kids. So I want to go myself just to, cause yeah. I was having as much fun watching as I was watching yeah. them and their reactions. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go just, just for me by myself. And, and, uh, I got two out of three kids in camp next week. So if I can get Leo to take the third and do something, I'm going to go all well, by myself. And part of me kept thinking, this is like, we're experiencing history. We're going to yeah. be able to say we yeah. were there, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. This yeah. Is Just being there at the midnight show, it, it was cool. It was like, 
grown men walking around in wizard robes. You know, it was yeah. funny. <laughs> Think about this. You look at you look at Star Trek and you look at Star Wars and you've got people, you know, Star Wars came out 35 years ago and you've got people that are, they're huge fans and they're uh-huh. still fans and everything. And, you know, 30 years from now, you're going to be able to say, I was at the midnight show. I was at the first run show of the last movie of the original Harry Potter series. We were at the midnight releases of the books. I mean, it's cool. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's, that's not something that you're going to be able to repeat really. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to write another book. No, I think so too, Melinda. She can't let go as much. I don't, well, I think that's where Pottermore is coming from. And I don't, I think she's having whatever that is, but which way do you think she'll go with it? I think she's going to go prequel with no i think it's going to end up being kind of a like an aura series almost like a james bond oh, kind of thing yeah with just cases that harry works on in the future yeah because that way that would be cool. it doesn't as give her the commitment not- of having to do this long story arc but she can do one book at a time still <laughs> it's with her law and order harry potter <laughs> the next generation as long as not the next generation I can't handle that. I want next gen. I want the characters I love. Well, and then I, if you go next gen, you're talking about things that are in our future. So probably no. Yeah. I, I, I think that my just gut feeling when this whole Pottermore came out, I'm like, that that was just my feeling. Well, He's having did, a time did anyone watch the London premiere? Because Joe and Dan were being interviewed and Dan's standing up there and they asked him the question that they always ask him. Yes. Are oh, you- if, if Joe wrote another book, would you come back to reprise? And he looked at her and he said, no, Joe has, Joe, you've promised me. And she said, well, I've said that, you know, but never say never. <laughs> she always <laughs> says she, that, though. He's that, always that going opinion, to be Harry Potter. That, that she's having a tough time. I think he's doing a good job of creating a career outside Harry Potter. And I, yeah. I think he'll be quite successful. But he's still always going to be Harry Potter. Yeah, absolutely. And um, just like I said, that little blurb, that little movie looking back or whatever it was at the four with him as the little 11 year old. And it was like, I wish I'd seen it. It was so sweet. It was just that little face. It was just like, oh, remember when I really, really enjoyed that as much as I enjoyed the movie. Warenberg had a thing this week where on um, they did two movies a night starting on Wednesday, Wednesday, no, Tuesday, where they did the first two and then the third and fourth and then the fifth and sixth. And then they did the seventh and eighth one Thursday night, you know, Mm -hmm. Thursday and then midnight. So you could go for $45. That's it. Just 45 bucks. You could go to see all eight movies stretched out over a four day period. Oh my God. Yeah. That's dedication. (laughs) That's better than ours. They were sold out. Ours was two days. Oh God. Yeah. And it was in Portland and I would have had to have lived there to be able to pull it off. <laughs> and I would have been asleep through the the new movie because I would have been up for 48 hours. You would have been pottered out. <laughs> I've only had, yeah. I've only had four hours of sleep today. I know. I've had none. I've yeah, had Gina one. hasn't slept at all. Yeah, I should have oh, given you four days ago. I'm fine. What's your problem? <laughs> <laughs> I, I have not slept yet. I have to oh, say God. that I really liked Jenny's expression at the end. You know, and it was sort of blank and it was just, I thought, because in the what? book, I could not. When you not, say end, what do you mean? Which part are you talking about? At the very end, after everything's done and she's sitting there with Miss Weasley. Oh, yep. Okay, gotcha. In the book, I thought that it was a little strange that Harry finished that and she's completely blowing him off. And like, I was kind of hacked that there hadn't been more Harry Jenny at that point. Like the movie, it seemed all right because there was more Jenny, I think. Or it seemed like there was more. I don't know. But I liked that she seemed more shell-shocked. 
yeah. than what I'd pictured yeah, see, when I was reading it. It must be just the because that's the impression I got when I read it. That it was just, they knew that they were going to have all the time in the world after that. Right now, she just wanted her mom, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I like And I think in some way, she's probably quite sensitive to the relationship that Harry has with Ron Ron and Hermione. She has to be. Yeah. Yeah. Because their relationship is huge. And I think that's something they have to figure out and negotiate. But I think in that moment, she's clever enough or sensitive enough to realize that he needs to debrief, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. that it'll be with Ron and Hermione first. Yeah. And that they'll, like you were saying, there'll be time afterwards. Yeah, Who exactly. Else She's is- his future. There is present at the moment. But Who else yeah. missed the house elves? Yeah. I oh, I didn't even think of that until now, so I guess I didn't. Yeah, I, I didn't care at that point. It was, died. I, I don't all- think it needed it. I did think about it at the end of the movie. Oh, we didn't get creature. And I'm like, you know what? I really actually don't care. But they, again, <laughs> they cut out that storyline too, so yeah. Yeah. it wouldn't have made much sense to have I, it. I, I, was, I still want to know where Wormtail is. That, that's what, yeah, I, yeah, we did comment on that. Sorry, you go. You go. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Jen. Um, you know the bit on the top of the hill where Bellatrix was dancing around, which made me laugh. Yeah, <laughs> that's where he should have been, right there. Yeah, and he she steals the scene from Baldy every well, time. It looks like when they went into the courtyard. Look when they went into that plinth. Yeah. You know, she's like, "Oh, where's a place for? Oh, I'm gonna stand up here." Yeah, yeah. yeah. the <laughs> courtyard. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, you see her off, she, she's like waving her no arms, like she's in. She just steals it. She's very, very good. I want to say something like Red Rover, Red Rover. <laughs> Send Draco right over. Send Draco Baldy hug. Oh my God, that was awkward. Have you seen, have you seen the meme that's been made where it's a picture of this um, Voldemort yes. it's looking like it's Order of the Phoenix where he's like, give me a hug. And there's a picture of, of Draco standing there, Tom Felton going, I What was hug. his giddy little you dance? It was like the Grinch after he got a heart, you know? He was, <laughs> was scared. He was like, I won, I won. What a laugh. What about his laugh? A laugh oh, man. He's just, it's just wrong. It's yeah, wrong to see him dance the left. Levels. It's like, yeah. who is this guy? I think well, he I was have... just overcome with glee, clearly, because he thought he'd won and he just couldn't contain himself any longer. Yeah, really, yeah but I, I, I think it was out of character. Just sitting up in Hagrid's arms and jumping out. I, I, I didn't, I, I like the, all of a sudden, them noticing, hey, where's Harry? I didn't like that. Yeah. I, liked that because... well, I think that was because they were outside, too. I mean, yeah. I know, I know, inside the great hall, there would have been more confusion, but but when it happened in the book, they were outside. That yeah, was the, the, room. When yeah, I did, and the, the invisibility yeah. cloak, which obviously yeah. is difficult to use. I like the way it was in the movie, though. The only issue that I had with it was that when Harry jumped out of Hagrid's arms and everyone went, <gasps> the person that they focused on was Hermione and not Ginny. But they had to because Bonnie Wright's acting is not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> And this is the first and last time I'll ever say that because Oh, you know who should have who who should have screamed no was Minerva. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. In the in the book it was Ginny and he then he says and he thought he heard McGonagall or right? Yeah. yeah. It was McGonagall. Yeah. I think I think 
Bonnie Wright did okay when she screened Harry, but I think that, that yeah. she took all her acting ability and put it into that moment, and that was fantastic. <laughs> it's Aww, poor Bonnie. <laughs> I enjoy her portrayal on one level, but it's not well, emotional enough for me. But as I said, I think to Jen too last night, they cast them when they were like nine and ten. So mm-hmm. they did the best they could with, you know, and with, it, yeah. with what they had. And I, I think they did okay for, for I it. I think but, luckily um, it's just that Ruber and Dan and Emma came so far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what but I mean? They really like, had a chance to. Jenny didn't Bonnie have a never did. Out so much. And if they had have given her more in the previous movies, I think she could have come further as well. Great. But because they didn't give her that time, she didn't have the chance to develop her skills. I really don't think no. she did. And I think they did her a disservice considering how important that she was to Harry at the end. Well, and I think Yates tried, but ultimately it just didn't work. Well, you know? ultimately and unfortunately, you know, you're right. She didn't have a chance to build her skills, but her personality is like a lump of blood. <laughs> she's very calm and laid back. And it's like is that feisty enough for you? No, I, not at all. Not at all. Uh, you know who I wish should have you know could have played her was the daughter on Castle. She would have been a good Ginny. <laughs> yeah, well, she could. <sighs> they worked with what they had, and I think yeah. it worked most part. But it's not how I the- see. What is the popping noises I keep hearing? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. Too. It's my headset. It's my headset. Oh, Every oh, time I move okay. it, like, crinkles, and I can't, even when I talk, <laughs> I feel it moving, so. Well, yeah. I don't want us to forget mentioning the um the fire scene. Mm-hmm. Is I had to laugh at Rupert suddenly running away. It was a hot solo move. He's like, that's my girlfriend. And then all of a sudden, He's coming running back. And- <laughs> Did yeah, you see, like, he grabbed Hermione when he oil. runs? It's, yeah, it's screw the, Harry. In there, yeah. He grabs Hermione and leaves Harry to fend for himself. <laughs> 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 well, he only had one hand available. Well, um, I love that he grabbed Hermione at all and didn't just run away. Yeah, I loved that. But Harry's had kind of a long head. way. It was a funny scene. So I like the fact that, that what's-his-face couldn't turn it off, and he kept trying to get it off. Of the end. Get it off. It was more and more and more. <laughs> I was looking at it, and it's like, God, his face. Brian yeah. just really good lines. The whole, Harry, if we get killed doing this, I'm going to come back and kill you. Yeah. <laughs> if we die doing this, together. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> I was in the car with my son today, and he was trying to piece together a few things that he didn't get. He, he was like, what happened to crab? <laughs> and I was like, I think um, pot. Me. I was like, that didn't even look like him. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I know. It and then he started on roll and then he goes, and and what was up with when Snape and Lily were kids and able to make all those birds out of leaves? Is that something somebody with no magical training is allowed to do? <laughs> I have to admit, I thought the same thing. You're you're, you're catching some of the inconsistencies with the movie. Well, I thought it was accidental magic. (laughs) That was big accidental magic. On purpose. Yeah, Yeah. it was accidentally on purpose magic. (laughs) But it was preschool. Somebody hearing it coming out of his mouth as he's trying to to work it all, you know, it's like. They were very advanced wizards. It was funny. Yeah. Freaks, well, freaks. I, I have Twitter open, which I know I shouldn't, but I'm laughing at a, a tweet by Oliver Phelps. It says, George Weasley is at the midnight premiere, missing Fred. 
Oh. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. And it's somebody dressed as George with their head wrapped up. Oh, I, I didn't look it's at a, the It's a girl in a costume. She's dressed up as oh. George. Yep, she is. I have a here. question. Mm-hmm. Another one. Okay, Harry and, and Ron and Hermione have just climbed um, after Neville into the room of requirement, and they're explaining mm-hmm. the the diadem. And well, her, trying. Ron asked, what the, "What the hell is a diadem? Yeah. And why is it that Cho explains and not Hermione? Wouldn't Hermione know what it was? Yeah, yeah because they were Ravenclaws." Yeah, well, but, yeah, but I like that. He looks at Hermione and Cho answers them because they know what I mean. That's part of their lore for just their like house. the Gryffindors know about the sword. I right. know. I just mm-hmm. thought Hermione, Miss But Button, know it all would usually be the first to answer that question. Oh, yeah, well, Miss Hermione, let's jump on a dragon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Flyer on a Where broom. the hell did that come from? Yeah, she was on a broom. Steve. I was like, look, Hermione on a broom. I thought Hermione could fly. They put her behind uh, the boys. Didn't they in the book? Didn't she wasn't she on Ron's broom or something? Yeah, yeah she was on Ron's broom. Because no, well, she was on Ron's broom. No plays and Crab died. Right. Right. Yeah, but they it had to kill Draco Goyle this time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, two two of the two of the Slytherins got out. Okay. But not all three. Mm-hmm. So I was where like, is it? So I don't remember. It's Snape, isn't it? What? The so, ring. Nick, I um, need to talk to you. What? Sorry. Wait, what? It's okay. I'm looking I'm up where money was. This is looking it up. Well, Ryan, is okay. Ryan, Ryan, I'm getting three different people all talking at the same time, so it's hard to, for me to hear it. Sorry. That's all right. It's not your fault. It's just excitement for the movie. It's excitement. Ah, and too many people on the line, but we love Ryan, it. Ryan totally ruined the you have one hour. <laughs> totally, <laughs> totally ruined it for me. And I forgot that it was canon. I thought it was fan fiction. And oh. I was like, just sipping my Coke and I about snorted it out my nose. <laughs> How did you like the scream? The scream. scream? When, the when he talked to them and he, he oh, talked and the to girls them in their heads. That was creepy. Yeah, yeah it was. It that, was because it sounded, when it started and it was focusing on McGonagall, it sounded like Harry's mother. Yeah. You know, the scream that he yeah. hears when he's confronted the with the dog, right. Dementor. That's Isn't what it sounded like. like. Yeah, that was one of the patils. That against Harry. And then I realized it changed and morphed into the small girl. And then Harry turned around and had her as well. And I was like, I want to know okay. who they were covering up. I think that was lavender. Lavender. I think was it was it lavender. Because yeah, it, it was Trelawney. It was Trelawney. It was cut off the bottom of the screen. You couldn't see no, the covering. Lavender up. died. Yes. yes. Friendware mm-hmm. got her. And then Hermione so got Friendware. Oh. Yeah. Hermione was a little ticked at him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's get out. Nasha. Yeah, okay. Ryan's favorite line for me apparently last yeah, night Ron was... And Hermione, Ron and Hermione dragged Goyle onto their broom. Yeah. Okay. But the thing no, is, in the movie... Hermione was on her own broom. I was shocked at that. Hermione was riding her own broom. Mm-hmm. I know, that's yeah. why we were complaining. Yeah, but I think it worked for the movie because can you actually imagine piling three people on a broom and still being able to film that <laughs> and be able to see all three? It wouldn't yeah. work. So right. I didn't have a problem no, but with still, it. still, the fact, God forbid, can't do something. So Ryan's favorite line for me last night was, I've survived the final battle, but now I'm trapped in the parking lot. Yeah. (laughs) um, When we remember that all the houses were sold out, there were six houses that were completely sold out in ours and all of them got out within five minutes of each other. Wow. And then the three o'clock movie started. So you had other people. You walked into the lobby and it was like the lobby was packed like it was the middle of the day. 
And oh, it was. I can't even imagine a, going to a three o'clock eighteen plex movie theater that had a full lobby. It was really and and then getting out into the parking lot and it was like okay. I, I mean, I sat in my car for like ten minutes just waiting mm-hmm. to back up. Yeah, because, we did too because of the traffic. And then I did instead of getting onto the highway where everybody else was going, I went the back way to go home. And so yeah, by the time I tweeted it, I'm trapped in the parking lot. I was had just backed a car up and was waiting to turn out. But then I put it on Facebook and my sister-in-law was like, you're trapped in the parking lot. (laughs) What are you doing? I'm stuck. So yeah, but I was was stuck in the parking lot. I had, uh, this isn't really to do with the movie, although it is, but Lucius had, Oh, they ran. Oh my God. Yeah, they did run. But um, Jason Isaacs had said way back when, that he had had an idea for the way he wanted his part of the movie to end. And when he said that, I went to, he died. And so I was waiting for him to have the spectacular death because I thought that's what he came up with. Oh, And uh-huh. what I've realized is it was his idea for him to be the alcoholic and this shell of a man that he became in these last two movies. Right. Yeah. And I, I, that's I, I so much better. They're very believable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I because think we don't fit. love this. You know, he said over and I, over, I would have done it without being paid. I've tried to give the money back and they won't take it. Oh. <laughs> so it was really neat. I, and I just liked seeing, you know, finally I came to the realization, oh, wait, it wasn't that he was going to die. It was that he's become this awful shell of a man, this alcoholic with this stubble all over his face, cowering. You know what I think? You know how there's the theme of talking about your your family and love and all that sort of stuff and Harry rises above it despite not having it and Voldemort becomes this evil person because he doesn't have it and then the contrast of the Weasley and all that sort of stuff. And then what you've got in the Malfoy family is as a young person, Lucius is like, yeah, I'm all for the pure bloods and everything and all right, mm-hmm. we're going to go along with it. And then he has a family. And he has yeah. Draco because at the end of the movie, Narcissa and Lucius are standing there begging Draco to come to them and then they nick off. They get yep. out of there. They take off because you see in Deathly Hallows Part 1 as well and partly it, the way Lucius is like, hang on, this is not what I want for my son. This is <coughs> yeah. not what I want for my family. Well, and um, they just want Draco to be safe. And it's in the book as well because they're running through the castle shouting for Draco. And mm-hmm. I think that Lucius goes, hang on. This dude's got it wrong and he doesn't get it because he doesn't have a kid and I do. And that's what I see with the Malfoy family, that once Lucius and Narcissa have a child, they understand something that Voldemort doesn't. Well, and and I think another thing that when Draco says, this is my mother's wand, it doesn't understand me. And I think that's more along the lines of, I'm not nearly as power hungry as my mother is. And the wand does not understand why I'm not like her. Yeah. I'm not as ambitious. I'm not as ambitious as my mother. Not as ambitious. But Goyle whispers in his ear, come on, because Draco's standing there doing the same thing. Don't be a prat. That's what he says. Yeah. And you can see Draco really fighting it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I loved the end of, I actually loved that in the end, it was Narcissa. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Yes. yeah. I said it and it sounded wrong in my head. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> it's the one that's sort of like dragging Draco and, and Lucius is just sort of running after them. Mm-hmm. Well, he's making that sure it, that no one like, follows them. Well, in the end, it was she that was so strong in a way, you know, like she yeah. Oh, yeah. together. And in the but book, I remember that, her being I, so. I, th- I got a sense of that in the book when, when yeah. she made the decision 
to be, you know, when he, when Voldemort sent her over to check Harry oh, yeah, was dead, know. as mm-hmm. soon as she made that decision to lie to Voldemort, that's mm-hmm. when yeah. she became the leader of that family. Yeah. I actually kind of yeah. liked her in the end. <laughs> Did you? Well, yeah. Oh, my, my, my brain just went. <laughs> How gorgeous <laughs> Harry's son. Hey, what is that? Pardon? How gorgeous said, is what? How gorgeous was Harry's son? I thought he oh, was my goodness. the gorgeous kid. And then Ron, <laughs> he did not say one word. Did y'all notice that? It was like mm-hmm. Ron. No, he did. He said, here they are. Here they come. Yeah. Oh, he did. Okay. <laughs> he did. He Never said to Hermione. When the, here I they was come. like, Hermione was being all parental and huggy, and he was just looking kind of strange. Yeah, but when <laughs> hasn't it been all Hermione all the time? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Cloves. <laughs> I loved his little punch. I did oh, yeah. too. I thought that was so adorable. It's, it's so funny so because I loved it. My daughter Samantha loves Ron Rupert Grant. I mean, you know, she had her her Ron, Excuse you me. know, pen and ink T-shirt. She had, you know, she has Ron posters all over her room. Blah blah blah. And <laughs> when you know, everyone's watching. Everyone's kind of like, oh, oh. And Samantha's like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as they showed a little pond, she's like, oh, my God. I was so happy. Like, we got That could be yours in 20 years. You know? <laughs> we got, you know, applause during various things throughout the movie. Like, we got applause when Bellatrix died and when Voldemort died and when Ron and Hermione kissed the whole thing. But we also got the applause when the epilogue came on after the end. It was like everyone was happy to see the epilogue. That made me happy because I like the epilogue, too. Yeah, yeah, and in my theater, when they, they panned to Draco, everyone busted out laughing. <laughs> yes. <Sorry. It> was, <laughs> I have to say, though, I love the final scene with the trio. Not the epilogue scene. I mean, I, I accept that the epilogue exists. I accept it now. <laughs> but the, It only took four years. No. The, okay. The, the, you know, the, you know, the, the ending st- scene, the yes. one that's before yeah. the epilogue. I'm like, I don't know, the pre-ending ending, but the, um, where he, they all kind of just close their eyes. Yeah. I yeah. loved it, and I don't quite get it, but I loved it. It was just kind of a sigh of, okay, it's done. And taking in the quiet, like, it's, exactly. I mean, yeah. they like, four miles from everyone that was inside of the castle yeah. to stare out into the distance of I don't know. But I love it. You can see them walking away from the castle because that's when Harry had to explain to them what he found out. I kind of wish I left the, I'm going to go to to bed or I'm going to go to sleep line, whatever is in the book. I'm going to, you know, (laughs) food and sleep for the next two weeks. And then we wake up to Keza's story and we just keep going. (laughs) You You know the bit that I like, and this is a split second in the movie. What? Harry, Ron, and Hermione have met up again, I think, after the Basilisk thing. I think it's right then. And they are running in the dark through the rubble of the courtyard. And they turn around and look up because something happens. And there is a massive troll standing over them. And I just went, oh. And then it was over just like that. (laughs) But just that moment where there was a troll standing over the three of them. They're like, oh, crap. (laughs) And they run. I was just that. I'll have to look. Was it a giant? Uh, no, well, uh, I, I like to think it was a troll. Okay. <laughs> because that's more poetic for me. It can oh, be but... whatever you want it to be. There you go. There Harry, you go. It was a very Harry, large troll. <laughs> Harry yelling at, at Snape and how dare you stand where he stood or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was brilliant, yeah. I thought. It was a, yeah. it was a good addition. Just go that and... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 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 I love that. And she yells after him, coward, doesn't she? 
something like that. And mm-hmm. she knocks out, was it her or was it Snape who actually knocked out the Carrows? Because the second time I watched it, it actually looked like Snape flicked his wand around as well. And I couldn't well, tell. It almost like I his- think what happened was she cast the spell at Snape. Snape put up a shield and the shield it deflected kind of, it to yeah. the girl. That's what I, I thought, that too. She kicks his ass out, and then suddenly she's like, we need some light in here. <laughs> <laughs> Starts lighting the, the yeah, candles goes, light. But I like, I like what she says. She's like, what do you need, Mr. Potter? And he's like, I need, I need time. And she's like, okay, you do what you have to do, you know? And she's like, right. I mean, and she just takes over. You can see the mantle of the charge just falling on her. She mm-hmm. takes over from that minute. She's like, right. You do this, you do this, I'm going to do this. And she just exudes suddenly all that, the same sort of presence that Dumbledore right. She just takes it on, whereas Snape didn't have it. He's just standing going, yeah, I've called you all out of bed, you know. <laughs> and just something about McGonagall that works. And did you absolutely love, oh, no, I can't remember his name. What's his name with the cat coming in and going, sorry, out of bed? Awesome ever. So cool. sad for him at the end, though. Like he's cleaning the rubble. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's cleaned off his little patch that's about a foot square of square stuff, and he's still there with the broom. <laughs> I'm thinking you're gonna need more than a broom, dude. You're gonna need more. And he picks up a little piece of rubble and chucks a pile. <laughs> Man. And then you get distracted because Harry's smirking at Ron and Hermione who are standing there with their ha- holding hands and Harry's going, uh-huh, I see how I it is. did love Emma's, <laughs> Hermione's little look there. She's so proud. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. we haven't mentioned the grey lady. She was gorgeous. Yeah. What about when she was scary, when she's like, yeah, well, up Harry and her face out there still- for a minute. She was uh, channeling Moaning Myrtle there for a minute. But her I eyes got dark and creepy. It was. I it wish was that Moaning Myrtle had been in this movie. Just a cameo. Just a Who? Movie. Oh, Myrtle. Oh, Myrtle. Myrtle. I don't know. She could just be wailing, oh, or, you know, something. I, I just missed that she wasn't in there. I don't know. Yeah. she oh. could. They could have had a scene of them going through the bathroom and her going, you're breaking my castle or, you know, yeah. some Hang stupid on, thing like that. I need a moment. <laughs> I'm on Myrtle. Yeah, they never include the bathroom scenes. No. No, they were straight down in the in the thing. So that's what I mean. They could have just had a little scene there. What are you doing to the castle? <laughs> Shut up, you know, I, really thought they would, I thought that they would show the Gryffindor common room one last time. Yeah. Just- hey, you know what the problem is? Though? I've just thought about this with that scene. You know, because they didn't go through the bathroom and we just see them in front of that door with the snakes. Mm-hmm. You actually have to use parcel of tongue to get down there. Keza, I was just thinking that myself. That he so, would have had to open the sink first. You have to yeah. open the sink first. So that's where Hermione would have heard Ron speak parcel tongue, not in front of the round. And I've only just thought about it. I'm like, ah, continuity. <laughs> okay, I, I've got it. The what? the bathroom had already been destroyed. The sink was gone, and it was an opening all the way down there. So they didn't have to open it to get down. It was already destroyed. Absolutely, I think it that's... would have been funnier had Ron just like hissed for a few minutes and it not work. Yeah, I, I, I <laughs> it could have been a very humorous moment. I that's what when reading the book, that's kind of what I, I imagine it. Like he would have yeah. had to try that a few times to get it right. Yeah, because who yeah. would know? I just got a memo that my yeah. battery power is low, so I'm gonna I'll be gone for a second. I'm gonna go get my plug in so I can plug it in. Okay, okay. You know, one of the, the things I liked about the movie was the funny little moments that you could just smile at, like when they're um trying to figure out how to get out of Gringotts, and Ron's like, "Oh well, at least we still got Bugroth." 
mouth and then the dragon breathes for him. That's unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> was murdered and all of them were just like, hmm. That's not oh, yeah. That's that poor walking through all the little dead guys out oh. there with his bare feet, with the bloody bare feet. Oh, my oh. God. Ugh. That was good. It was what? just like, like eh. Back to the goblin really quickly, though. Um, They used Imperio. That was funny. That was from the book? Yes. yes. How did they not get caught? When How mean, would they get, get caught doing what? Isn't that illegal? Well, it's illegal if you can prove you did it. Oh, it's okay. A- I kept thinking, why are they not getting, like, a letter or something? Well, well she has trace on them anymore. they don't have the trace on them anymore, so they can do any yeah. spell without, it's just, it's illegal, like, if you shoot someone with a gun and no one knows you did it, yeah. they can't do yeah. anything to you. And even if they did send a letter, it would have gone to Draco because it was, although his one's allegiance had changed, I don't know, but it was still registered to Draco. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm. Who I liked, liked Go ahead. Who liked Aberforth? I did. Yeah. And wasn't he, didn't he cast a spell or he did something at the, he, he got rid of for the. He did the big, big monster Patronus. That was the last it. time for Harry. He was like, "Oh, you stupid! This is never going to work. Just run away, leave it alone." Mm-hmm. And so then all the Dementors are coming, and it's almost like Harry's going, "Oh my gosh, I can't keep going." And Aberforth comes up and does this massive Patronus and gets rid of them all. Yeah. And then he's standing there on the steps, like you know, with the wind rustling through his hair. So, yeah, I'm here. I really, <laughs> you know? he made me really feel for him in this the the way that that guy played him, and I thought he looked a lot like Dumbledore. He they did. did. Like, they did. A- a great I mean, job. I don't know if it was the actor or CGI or I was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was bummed we didn't get to see his goat Patronus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and I liked that Ariana was there because I had some big fears that they weren't going to use Ariana at all. Yeah. So when they walked in and they saw the portrait, I said out loud, oh, cool or something, you know. Yeah, even though you had no explanation as to why it was significant, but other than yeah, Hermione right. saying, that's your sister Ariana, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but it was a good nod for us. Yeah. Hermione exposition. You know, you know Hermione. Well, and hey, did anyone else think this, and it makes no sense because they would be totally not related, but the portrait of Ariana really resembled like Jamie Campbell Brewer, who played young Gellert Grindelwald. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like, am I? Is that just me? It looked just remember. like him, but in a girl form. I thought yeah. she was a very masculine-looking girl. To be quite That's honest, what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. The guy who played young Grindelwald in yeah. movie seven, and he's very sort of feminine-looking male. <laughs> I mean, she had that really awkward high forehead, and like he does, and and maybe I'm just from, because we started watching. Um, the uh, Camelot show on Stars Network, and he's oh, yeah, the star I'm of it. And so I looked at the portrait, and I'm like, oh, yeah, Ariana looks like Grindelwald. And then I'm like, wait a minute, she's not related to Grindelwald. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why did they? Because it, it, to me, it looked like obvious that they modeled that CGI after him for some reason. I'm like, that makes no sense. <laughs> I didn't oh, well. notice it because I don't know very much what he looks like, but I thought she was a very masculine-looking female, mm. <laughs> basically. So we've lost Melinda, but she is completely offline, and Ryan, oh, of course, isn't answering me. Why do you need Ryan? <laughs> he's the host, and he's got to call her back. Oh, when, I got you. When we get her back, because he—he's probably not paying attention because we told him not to. <laughs> I know. I may have to call him. 
But I'll wait for Melinda to come back. Oh, no, look, he's answering me now. But I think I thought this was fun. Yeah, it was fun. It, I haven't done this in forever. So me neither. Uh, I'm glad I, I I'm glad I got the chance, even though I'm you running on fumes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just glad I can talk about it to people because I tell you that first 24 hours. Just I you must have been going crazy. So yes, I've seen the movie. And it was fantastic, and you don't want to know about it, do you? <laughs> <laughs> no. And, and you got to go with like, Rosella. Is that true? You went with that? Rosella. The you went with time. your sister. Yeah, I went with my sister. Oh, that's the second. Cool. Yeah, and so I'd sit there and go, because she'd say, "Oh, look at this," and she'd like, she's one of those people that talks during a movie, and that's okay because I'd already seen it, so I didn't mind. But I'd be like, "Shh," and then she looked over me one time, and I'm staring straight at the screen, so she didn't say anything. And then after a minute, she goes, "That's why you're quiet. You knew that was coming." That <laughs> 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 was, was the part where um, Professor McGonagall goes, "I've always wanted to use that spell." <laughs> <laughs> that was so cool. <laughs> and I loved the the statues coming to life. I thought that was that, just that awesome. Man. Wasn't it awesome? It was just like they looked. You could like tell perfect. they were strong and weighted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they just were like, Tum! and they're like, there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know when they're all in the Great Hall and Snape is going, you know, why I have summoned, you are wondering why I have <laughs> summoned you here, blah, blah. And, and it, they're just, just like, they're all looking at the ground and everything. Did everyone in your theatre go, oh, when someone stepped out of the ranks? Oh, yeah. <laughs> because like that shot and you can't tell who it is and someone steps out and our whole theatre went, oh, <laughs> and then it focused, they- it was happy. And we all kind of went, oh. <laughs> 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 Because they thought someone was going to betray Harry. Yeah, can't betray Harry. My husband made me laugh. He goes about the scene where um, Harry goes to be killed by Voldemort. He's about to get killed and suddenly Hagrid's there and it's like, Harry, no. He's like, where the hell did Hagrid come from? (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh, they captured him and dragged him to the forest. Yeah, they they grabbed him somewhere along the line. (laughs) Why did they not just kill him? I don't know. Because I think Voldemort has got a flair for the dramatic. He really does. Mm-hmm. He does. As much as we diss the one hour thing, he it this is his theatric not theatrical, that's kind of the wrong word. That makes him sound like a flamboyant gay, but it's more like he's grandiose. Yes, I need Mm -hmm. everybody to look at me on this stage. And I think that's why he rejects Bellatrix, because she's exactly the same. She's like, look at me. And that's what Voldemort's like. like, "Ah, Don't help me up. And then he uses her, and then he pushes her. (laughs) (laughs) And he's got that really flair thing. He needs to make a production out of Mm -hmm. everything. So he needs to – there is no point killing Harry Potter if no one is there to watch. Right. They're really after, even after when they're like, Harry Potter is dead, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, and all, everybody's like, yay. Um, the bad guys, not the good guys. But um, <laughs> I'm like, I'm not you feel like you y'all are cheering because you killed a 17 year old. Yeah. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, it didn't seem quite right. But see, that's, I think, where partly where Voldemort's crazy. Craziness is because he would have built Harry up to be this big threat. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the Death Eaters are completely idiotic. I mean, they're following Voldemort for a start, so that shows you their mindset in that they doesn't occur to them that this is a 17-year-old boy. They're like, this is Harry Potter. He's the most evil person. He's stopping <laughs> the Lord, you know. And they build Harry up to be this, and he's he, he, that's, the, that's the sad part. He's a 17-year-old boy that they are trying to kill, and they don't even recognize that anymore. Well, come to even the- Snape realized that at the end him. where you're just raising a pig for the slaughter. I think for a minute he felt sorry for Harry. He did. Yeah. He did. 
Because hey, was back, I'm back. I'm back. Finally, I found my cord. It was, uh, never mind, a long story. I think part of it was that Snape loved Lily, and that translated into, you know, that thing where you want to protect what the person that you love finds most important. I think there was an element of that. But I think it was also that became repulsive and repugnant to Snape, that you've just, you know, you've kept him safe so that he can die, whereas Snape is going... As much as the kid reminds me of his father and I can't stand his father, I've kept him safe for Lily. Yeah. Right. And you've kept him safe so that you can use him as a weapon. You know, you just, and that is completely at at odds to the reason Snape was doing it. Because Snape's got a real issue there with Harry's father, clearly. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, you'd hate the guy that stole your woman as well. But his reasons for protecting Harry are not anything to do with Voldemort. And he's, I think, surprised, shocked and dismayed that Dumbledore's reasons are. Because this whole time he's saying, because he says in that scene, protect her, protect them all. Because he's concerned about Lily and knows that Lily wants her son to be safe. Mm -hmm. And... What did y'all That's think about what, what did y'all think about the um the CGI for Alan Rickman's aging? He looked weirdly like thin in the flashbacks. Like yeah. mm-hmm. except for his face. I thought his face looked very puffy it at the end. So strange at the very beginning and he got more natural, but you know what? I liked his mannerisms. Um, yeah. There was a bit right after it was clearly um, a flashback from when right after they'd been killed because Snape was grieving and he does a little flick with his hands. And despite the, how old is Alan Rickman? 50 something? He looks is just he older. Yeah, he's in his 60s. 60, yeah. yeah. The way that he stood, the not the wine exactly, but the tone of voice and the way he flicked his hands, the mannerism, he looked like he was 21. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I know. And he was 21 year old going, I can't believe it. You know, and, and that to me, not the CGI, Alan Rickman's acting was flawless. He acted yeah, it was. a 21 year old at that moment because he, it wasn't his looks. Part of that because he was sort of, he looked different with the different hair and everything. But it was the way he moved and yeah, the way he right. spoke was a 21-year-old. It was mm-hmm. brilliant. It was it brilliant was acting. Absolutely brilliant. And it was this tiny, tiny scene. Yeah. It just struck me. I'm it was like, wonderful. Wow. Well, and the other, we were talking about McGonagall a while ago and like how I loved her moments. At One of her best moments was when Harry notices Remus and Tonks and he grieves for a second and she is looking at him. And she's right. the only one who notices that he has lost his last father figure right mm-hmm. and know, her face sort of falls doesn't it yes yeah the acting i just can't get over it with Harry the, Potter. the real it's, subtle acting yeah yes. it's it not was, a big yes. thing it's a change of facial expression that she's just like and you can see her thinking oh harry yeah she just wants mm-hmm. to and then it's gone the scene changes it's just brilliant yeah yeah i remember thinking oh there goes the last one yep and you just knew yep <laughs> sorry <laughs> Hi, Leo. Oh, I'm waiting for, for any moment for Mr. Keza to come home and just come charging me. Because <laughs> seriously, I teed it up with him and then he just takes forever to leave. And then we had this big fight when he left because I'm like, you guys are going to leave the house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he'll be all right. He'll be all right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It'll be all right. So- I'll just like make him a sandwich or something and he'll be fine. <laughs> Ooh. 
Ooh, so you get a Hufflepuff to do that for you. What? Make a sandwich. Apparently, we're good sandwich makers. I don't know how we got to that one. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, is there something that you want to say before you fall asleep or um, get it all out? You no, know, I think we covered everything that, I mean, just in general, though. It, we, you know, obviously, we, and we do this every time, right? We nitpick about little things, but overall, it was epic. It was yeah, epic, epic and brilliant. And just, I didn't eat dinner again because I got the phone call from my friend saying, oh my God, you got to get up here. So I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'll get a bigger bag of popcorn or whatever, right? So of course, we, I wait till <laughs> 1130 to get my popcorn because I didn't, you know, want to eat it all beforehand. And I literally could not eat it because I was shaking so badly. <laughs> and my heart was just pounding like through the first entire half of the movie. And then it kind of stopped. And then at the end, it, st- it did it again. And like when I left there, I was still shaking. And that's why I couldn't sleep last night. I got home and climbed into bed. And I'm like, oh my God, yeah, this ain't going to happen. <laughs> I don't know if it was because knowing it's the last one or just it all culminating to that final moment. And then, like, I I guess it was just the emotional release of it. Um, But Mm. I just, I thought it was great. It was just, you know, we could nitpick till the, you know, the cows come home. But this was really, really, really great movie. Mm. And I know that some of you didn't want to watch it in the 3D and, and it gives you a headache and stuff. But I thought that they did a really nice job with it. It was very subtle. It wasn't a bunch of stuff jumping out at you and stuff yeah, like that. It was I, just really the cool. depth. I didn't need it. I di- really didn't need it. I have a hard time. I can watch it, but I have a hard time because I have to wear my glasses. So I have to wear the mm-hmm. 3D glasses over my glasses. So right. every time I cried or started like holding back oh, or crying and yeah. sniffling, they w- one or the other would fog up or I'd smudge them. <laughs> and then I have to take them off. And I had my little microfiber cloth in my hand and I have to keep wiping things down. So I, I mean, that's but I, I want my contacts on. <laughs> I can't wear them anymore, but I would have, I, I was so much more happy with the other one seeing it on IMAX, but not in 3D. Right. Yeah. Because I saw the, the part one three times on the IMAX. And then when my husband finally decided to go, it wasn't on the IMAX anymore. So we went to the regular theater and I could not believe the difference in the picture. It was like everything was grainy and blurry and the whole like graveyard scene, you could barely see anything. So, so dark. And so I, I don't need, I didn't need the 3D. I, but like you said, Sue, I thought it was kind of subtle, except, you know, mm-hmm. except for the very obvious parts of the dragon coming up yeah, out right. of the ink and Voldemort's little bits at the end, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, in the fire and things like that. But other than that, it doesn't do anything for me, really. Because once you've had it on for like the first like scene when things start popping out at you, but then your eyes adjust very quickly and then it doesn't even seem like it's necessary. Right. Yeah, I think in some ways I was the same because after a while I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, that's right, I'm watching this in 3D. <laughs> I didn't really remember. Well, I wouldn't I, say as 3D. Like the whole movie isn't built to be 3D. Like right. watch Avatar not in 3D. And it was watch, It was like kind of awkward because everything was so, it was filmed in a way that it was supposed to be 3D. Yeah. Where this Avatar was would be rubbish in 2D. Absolute rubbish. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Well, but but Harry Potter was filmed, I think, and it just used 3D for, like, embellishments instead of filming yeah. it in 3D. Because mm-hmm. when it was made, 3D was emerging. It wasn't... Right, right, right. It wasn't, right. It wasn't designed to be a 3D movie. Right. I don't think it's detracted from if it's a 3D movie. Like, there's a couple of moments, like, when the pensieve comes swirling out, that was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah um, it was very cool moments. 
Um, Both and were blowing up with just gross, though. Yeah, because yeah, that was. You almost wanted to reach out. It's like, oh, I can catch it. Yeah, well, that's what everybody in the theater was doing, and I was just completely yeah. out by that. I'm like, all right, no, that's weird. That's just yucky. <laughs> I don't want to be touching him. Thank you. In part one, Deathly Hallows part one, you know when Nagini comes out at the screen? Can you imagine mm-hmm. that? In three? that would No, be- it was scary enough in 2D. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Just, whereas the, the other moment was the fiend fire because that comes roaring, but mm-hmm. it's, it doesn't come right out and freak you out. Yeah. Unless you're Ron, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I love him screaming like a girl. <laughs> I just think, I was thinking back and I'm thinking, for me, Half-Blood Prince was... Um, Tom Felton's movie and that's where his action yeah. came to the point and it was about him and then I remember coming out of Deathly Hallows 1 thinking that was Ron's movie because, yeah. and then I came out of this one thinking that was Neville's <laughs> yeah. and I felt like the last three movies really told Harry's story still but they really showcased Others. those characters brilliantly and gave yeah. the actors something to really work with because I've been I think especially with this one with Neville because I mean in Half-Blood Prince he had one line and in Deathly Hallows Part 1 he had one line you know yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bell being tales. he's not here losers and I'm thinking man way to stuff around with Neville and then in this one he just blows it out of the water brilliantly yeah. and it just was awesome. I just keep thinking back to Prisoner of Azkaban when Dan is sitting on that rock and he's like whatever he yells like he was their friend. He was, and I was <laughs> awful it was. And I thought, oh, it was oh, that's the worst acting. And then I'm looking at this movie and like I'm Dan has just made me ball hysterically, like hiccup sobbing in the theater, embarrassingly so. And sniffling <laughs> and like I'm sure that strange boy next to me was like, What the freak? <laughs> but but um they oh Oh, I don't know where I was going with that, but he's come a long way. Oh, yeah. The bit that always gets me is never actually that Prisoner of Azkaban moment. The bit that really annoys me with Daniel Radcliffe and his I'm not quite yet an actor moment is in <laughs> Chamber of Secrets. And McGonagall's just come in and been all very perfectly acted. We need to shut the castle down and we might even have to go home because the monster's on the loose. Blah, blah. And Ron and Harry are standing on the stairs and Harry's in his Quidditch gear. And all of a sudden Daniel Radcliffe goes... I think we need to get my father's old cloak out again. <laughs> I laugh at that scene. I'm like, you terrible little boy. He should be. Emma <laughs> has come a long way from the eyebrow acting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And her, her mouth like opening larger than her face. But I, I was watching, what was I watching? Letterman, I think it was on YouTube. And they were talking about how she got the part. And because he's, he says to her, so you went for the audition then? And she's like, no, they came around to my school. And we were all in the gym and they took pictures of us. And, and then they made the joke about, well, you can't do that now. <laughs> and, yeah. And they came around to schools to find kids, you know, and so it's not something she set out to do. It's not something she really wanted to do and all this. So I think for the way, and I think that that was probably the best way for them to find kids. I don't know. But for the way that most of these kids came at that point to the movie, they've done a pretty decent job. Whereas like Luna, Ivana Lynch, she auditioned Mm -hmm. and it was later and she was older and 
she absolutely blows the socks off that character because they had yeah. time for that. They had more more of the books. They had more of who, what it was about. And Ivana Lynch came to that, wanting to do that part, wanting to be that person, wanting to act. Right, and which she is did a wonderful job of it. Around and going, yeah, you'd be a good Hermione. Okay, no worries. Do <laughs> you any know? of you have the new book that's out, dear Mister Potter? No, no. Um, what is it? Do you know about it? No. Okay. no, it's a it's a book that's out, and it's basically it's letters to Harry Potter from all the fans saying, oh. "This is what you did to change my life." Which I oh. took to the theater with me last night, so I knew I was going to be crying before I even got into the movie. But then I had these people next to me with the little kid that stole hat and stole my wand, and you know he was playing, and so I didn't get to read. There's a three page letter in this book from Ivana Lynch telling how she got the part of of Luna and yeah. telling that. She was anorexic, that she was hospitalized when she got the fifth book that Luna was in and how Luna changed her life. Really? And that wow. is I why. Know. I didn't know that. It's amazing. I mean, she she was an odd person. She couldn't figure out how to fit in. She didn't know what to do. She thought she'd make friends. Nobody wanted to be her friend because she was odd. She went into drama and that worked, but it didn't it didn't fulfill her the way that she needed. She needed friends and she couldn't find them. And what she, somebody had said along the line, you know, you're really small. And she took that and she said, okay, instead of being odd, I'm going to be small and I'm going to stop eating. And she stopped eating and she started exercising until she got to be very small. I mean, that was her goal. She was going to be the smallest person around because that was better than being odd. And she was in the hospital and a teenager and fighting them tooth and nail. And because she was a Harry Potter fan, they let her out of the hospital to go get the fifth book. And she fell in love with Luna. And she says, you know, it didn't change me overnight. I was still an awful teenager. They sent me home after they thought I'd recovered and I relapsed and I had to go back to the hospital. But through it all... I had Luna to go back to. And so when she got the chance and she said there was like 1500 people waiting to audition and rumors were that three of them were boys. <laughs> she went into it, not knowing that she would get the part, but knowing that she had a really strong grasp on Luna because she had become Luna. She was living Luna because Luna was odd and Luna didn't care. And that yeah. gave her the wherewithal to go on and to beat the anorexia and all of that. So it's really amazing. And it, it's a really neat and all the rest of them in there are a page or less, but hers is three pages. But and she it, and is, all of the rest of them or almost all the rest of them are to Harry Potter and hers is addressed to Luna. Yeah. So but she is Luna. You know what I mean? And like that makes so much yeah. sense now when you've said that, because she, even the way she talks in interviews, it's mm -hmm. like she never quite shakes the character. Right. And I just adore her so much yeah. for being able to do that because at that moment, you know, the moment when they're going up the Ravenclaw Tower stairs, like up to oh, the Ravenclaw yeah. Tower, yes. and she's chasing Harry and she goes, Harry Potter! <laughs> and it he stops to me. And he turns because she means it. <laughs> mm -hmm. She really means it. Sometimes I wonder if, you know how J.K. Rowling always says she's Hermione, you know? Sometimes I wonder, though, if there's a bit of her in Luna as well. Yeah. If Luna's from that oh, yeah. other part of the other part of her that may have struggled to make friends who thought she was maybe that little bit odd 
And I think one of the things I like about the books is it has all those characters in it that you can relate to because there's just so many and they're so multidimensional. You can go, oh, I'm like Luna when I'm this well, or I'm- oh, I'm a bit like Hermione like this or sometimes I go, yeah, I'm totally Molly Weasley. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know? I honestly thought that Luna was created because Hermione at first was the outcast, was the nerd yeah. girl, didn't have friends, blah, blah, blah. But she like came out of her shell and like she made friends and like she became a hero and blah, blah, blah. And then there was none, there was that, there wasn't that character that, you know, a lot of people are like, they are outcasts and they are, you know, super nerds and, and, you know, we're proud. But I think Luna came back in five because we needed that character. We needed Mm -hmm. someone who those kind of people could relate to because Hermione wasn't that character anymore. And neither was Harry because Harry's Harry's the one who starts off like that. He's, you know, that's Harry. Even my dad said, you realize now this over, Harry will never be truly happy. And I thought for a minute and I was like, I think he will find happiness. But you're right. Harry will always be a bit jaded because of his entire childhood and upbringing. And Mm -hmm. he'll always kind of have that like dark cloud over him. That he won't quite be able to shake completely. Yeah, you but know. I think I the kids just, will help. I don't know. I, I, of course. I yeah, I'm not. I'm I, not I don't sure know that I, I agree with that. that. I think that he knows that it's over, and I think that dark cloud is lifted. If well, it's lifted. Yeah, nothing else. I, what I'm saying we, is, I don't think the only thing Harry ever wanted was was to be normal, to have a family. I, I I think actually, I, I think he'll be okay. I really do. No, I believe he'll be okay. I do. I just meant that when you have no childhood, when you have a serial killer trying to kill you until you're 17, I mean, there are certain things that although he is thrilled that it's over and of course life is going to be better from now on, he's always going to like kind of look back on that and kind of maybe cringe or like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, you saw how he was even with his son, you know? I thought he was amazing with his son. Well, absolutely. Oh, well, I'm not explaining myself well, but I don't know. I do think that there are some childhood things that you that person doesn't quite ever leave behind. Oh, I don't think uh, I don't think he will ever leave that behind. But I think he goes on to be a truly happy person. Well, I'll agree with that. Yeah. Hmm. I think you can carry well, those, gonna be those emo things with you, but 40. still. It's a part of it. It'll always be a part of him. But he, he, I think, like Melinda said, all he ever wanted was to be normal and have a family. Yeah. And well. he got that, even though that's all still a part of him. Yeah, I think just with the job that he has, there might be cases here and there that trudge up some old memories as he goes through. But all in all, I, I, I really think that, that, that Harry gets to come out the other side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I do. <laughs> so did yeah. you miss me? Yes. Terribly. I did. Sorry. Yeah, and ladies, you, I'm I'm sorry. I'm I, gonna... I, I am having so much trouble keeping my eyes open right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's right. I had, um, let's see, sick dog, walk dog, feed dog, clean up after dog, get sick again dog. Yeah. So I'm sorry. <laughs> I was gone for like a half an hour. <laughs> yeah. I was wondering why you were so quiet. I think we need to say goodnight because some of us are falling asleep. And and my ears are getting squished. I've got this fantastic new headset because Mr. Kezza brought another one. And it's padded and everything. But it smushes your ears. But it is smushing my ears just a tad. <laughs> <laughs> and my ears are hurting and, yeah. Well, good night, all. It was fun. It was fun. And the movie is epic. 
epic. Movie is and, epic. And I want to be on the commentary. And I'm just putting that out there now. Okay. <laughs> because I missed the Deathly Hallows Part 1 commentary. All of a sudden it was on the website. I'm like, well, no one asked me. <gasps> <laughs> I think they skipped the ones that actually do the, the commentary right after the movie. No, I was no, on no, the no. Commentary. I meant the one of the it, no, the the right, one but of I know I, DVD the, when it comes out on DVD, that I think we all got people... together and did. And by the way, Ryan did release special episode two. What to do now that the you know fandom is over, or now that the movies are over? Uh, he re-released it tonight while we Go were recording. Yeah, there's some great ones out there, aren't there, Melinda? There are some good ones out there. You know, it was funny while I was at the theater at the midnight show, I had people asking me, I'm like, they're like, you know, because I was talking about coming to see it again this afternoon because I needed to take notes for PFW. And they were asking me, you know, what, what is the, what is it? And I told them it was a podcast and we review fan fiction and they went, there's fan fiction. And the gal that I was with is like, oh, she's a Germanian. So um, she says, uh, she says, oh, yeah, there's all kinds of fan fiction out there. I'm like, yeah, the two that you really need to look for, the final Horcrux. <laughs> Seventh Horcrux. <laughs> Seventh Horcrux. And after the end, those two. <laughs> okay. Wow. To be put in the same category is awesome. <laughs> I'm so- well, I don't remember, but to me, the first chapter of After the End looked so much like the final scene of this movie. Well, I've said since Goblet of Fire that the movie producers are reading fan fiction. Well, that could be. Yeah, really. J.K. Rowling reads it, to be quite honest with you. She must. Is that why we have Hermione too? Seventh Thorcrux. Well, yeah, she took all Melinda's ideas. We know that. <laughs> but I did let me incorporate that one. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I think sometimes it's because if you get into the into the story, like because I've had people say it, sometimes you get brilliant moments of um, plot or imagery or even characterization, and I think that just shows that you've made a connection with the story. It doesn't mean that people are copying other people's ideas. I think that it means you've just immersed yourself that far in it, that you can, the way that um, Ivana Lynch is Luna. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. it, that's how it works. That you, Because I've done that. I've been there. And, I mean, it, not every minute or moment of my fix are brilliant, but there are moments I look back and go, yeah, that is. And if you put my writing in one of those computer-generated thingies, it'll come up that I write like J.K. Rowling. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, there's obviously some similarities there, but not because I copied it, but because you immerse yourself that far into it. Well, right, you know, and it's the same line. story that we're trying to tell, so it makes sense that you try to, to imitate the way is, she tells the story. What is, what is, the, what is the, the axiom? Imitation is the finest form, form of flattery. flattery. Yeah. Sincerest mm-hmm. of flattery, right. yeah. yeah. Which is fine so, until they, t- they take your fic and then they market it as their own. Well, and then it's pl- no longer flattery. Yeah, then it's that's right. not flattery. It's not imitation. That's um, irritation. <laughs> well, it's yeah. fraud because it's happened. It happened to my feet. Someone else put it up on their account at some random website saying they'd wrote Who, it. So we need to say goodnight. So Tina yeah. and Melinda can go to bed. And Yay. if the rest of us want to keep talking, we can. But we need to at least let oh. some people go to sleep. <laughs> sleep? What's that? Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Thanks for listening to us ramble on. <laughs> And come back and join us again because we're not done. No. <laughs> Harry would like never things. be finished as long as there's fan fiction. That's right. <laughs> <There you go. laughs>
dear. Well, I know that um, Lassie Lupin actually had Potterfic Weekly business cards printed. And I was going to do it. And I never got around to it. But she was passing out. I get. I heard she was going to. I don't know that she did it. Was going to pass out Potterfic Weekly business cards in line last night. So. <laughs> I we might get a weekly shirt but then i thought people would be like what's that and i'd be like oh <laughs> we had the gal that sat behind me last night had a t-shirt on that said my name is harry potter you killed my father and on the back it said <laughs> prepare to, to die, die. <laughs> 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 nice. and it wasn't like it was painted on it was a printed shirt i'm buying silk it silk screen <laughs> That's awesome. That's an awesome shirt. You know what? This is completely random, and because of you just said that, you know, when in the Princess Tale, when Snape is going up the stairs to Lily, and you see James there, and he just bypasses that man. I just yeah. wanted to slap him, and then I felt sad because he collapses in the doorway, and you're like, oh, his heart's broken. But yeah. but the way he just dismisses James, I was perfectly in character. I don't have a problem with it, but I was just like, oh, make sure cringe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but anyway. I'm gonna say it again. I do too. <laughs> Me too. I think I. I gotta go now, ladies. Good night, Tina. Thank good you night, so much Tina. for coming. Okay. Good night, everyone. Good night, everyone. I'm gonna. Bye. I'm gonna head out too. I think. Bye. 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 Have a good night. Good I'm night. Thank you. Bye. Night, Jen. Night. Bye. 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 <laughs> She's gone. <laughs> so don't. You ever wonder what will happen when it ends? Keep each other safe. Keep faith. Good night. Hi, this is Ryan. This is Rena. This is Danielle. We are hijacking Sue's little podcast here because we have all of the master keys to it. We just watched Deathly Hallows Part 2. For me, this has been a big evening. I watched it in the theater on opening weekend, which I've never done before. (laughs) Never done before. Now, you've just listened to everyone else discuss what they thought about the movie. We actually haven't heard their thoughts yet, so hopefully we don't repeat them too much. I did listen very briefly just to make sure the sound was working and i heard what i believe was keza yelling in an australian accent so it would have been keza yelling something about the fact that rupert grant is balding now because danielle and i have discussed his thighs at length i I haven't had time to pay attention to his hair so we'll just take yeah i didn't notice he was balding did appreciate the beer belly and the epilogue though well that's the thing yeah pretty awesome but we, we were saying earlier that when they Age characters 10 years or 20 years on shows, they usually put them in big white beards and they make these dramatic changes. And then when you see the actor 20 years after it was filmed, they look, you know, like a little heavier and whatnot. So I think the beer belly was probably what. Well, think of how much Ron likes to eat. Of course. Yeah. His metabolism will slow. He's going to get kind of chubby and, you know, those butter beers are going to catch up to him. Oh, yeah. Of course they are. I like, I, I thought they did a really good job with, with the men specifically aging them up. Mm-hmm. I thought that, you know, I think they did a fairly decent job with, um, with Tom Felton, although I was looking forward to him being bald. And yeah. they, they didn't quite bald him as much as I would have liked. Um, I thought, you know, both Rupert and Dan looked pretty great as, as their older selves. I thought that Emma looked pretty much exactly like herself, only with a few laugh lines. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Bonnie with her big with hair. Big hair. <laughs> yes, because really? when women get older, we make our hair bigger. Yes. <laughs> That's what we do. And um, no. I thought, actually, I really liked how they aged Dan. I mean, he had 
I, the, to me, it was the dark circles under the eyes. He looked yeah. very worn as if, like, he's Jimmy's probably, what? He's home. probably, like, all of 30. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jimmy browbeats no, no, him No, 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 but think about, it just well, let's shows see, if he you... was 17, and then yeah. this is yeah. 19 years later, 30, he'd be 36. Oh, yeah, he'd be 36. Yeah. So, I mean, it just shows math you... Major. Yeah, I'm a math major over here. He was, he was, 11. He was 11 earlier in the movie. Whatever, I'm a pastry chef. Anyway. Did you do the people in the theater when I said 19 years later? They're like, I know it. Everybody in the theater seemed so shocked that there was the epilogue. Because people haven't read the epilogue. Well, yeah, did you hear... Somebody down the hall, um, when one of the things, I don't even remember what it was, but something happened and she's like, I knew it. And it's like, yeah, so did the rest of yeah, us. Yeah, like the, the answer's been there all along in this magical thing called a book, but whatever. Anyway. I've known since 2007. Yeah. No, what I was saying was we're all saying how much Emma looked the same and how much we liked it. Wouldn't it have been great if Hermione in the movie looks like Emma does now with the short hair and the lit and just like, oh, I know. you know what I mean? <laughs> and the wardrobe malfunctions. And the wardrobe malfunctions, yeah. for sure. Unfortunately. Yeah. I well, And his little son was adorable. Oh, I know it. The kids were, I, and I do really think, and I need to look this up, but I, I have a suspicion that if the girl who played young Lily Potter and the girl who played the new Lily Potter were the same mm, girl. I think it was the same kid. What? What's or, James's or middle name? James. No, uh, I didn't know because I was reading his his luggage. It was JSP, wasn't it? Yeah, James. Well, no, because yes, James Sirius. What okay, Wait, what? James Sirius Potter, Harry's son. I was trying to remember their from their initials. Two sons. Yeah, yeah Albert yeah, Severus right. yeah. and, and James. Yeah, James well, that was the thing. We read the um, story on the podcast, which is escaping me at the moment, and it's Albus goes back in time to do something, and it, he's known as the wise ass. ass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What story was that? I am blank. It was really good. I know. It I was really it. good. Okay, guys. Okay, I'm coming back to the no. <laughs> Yes. Anyway. Wayne, if you're listening, Wayne, contact me and tell me what story we read. Uh, I so, thought hmm. I, I will admit to have bawling my eyes out. I she did. Hear. I was sitting next to poor Rinna and it was just first story of the movie. You, you know, hear Rinna over there. She's knitting. got her popcorn and she's she's happy. She's and got the back. You can hear like the little. I'm being put to sleep because Rinna. It's so it's so she soothing. She actually wasn't knitting. Well, honey, but that's okay. Yeah, whatever. Um, and then. But then once we get into, you know, the battle, people start dropping and, and oh my gosh, it was just waterworks. Oh, yeah. Extras dying I, everywhere. I will freely admit that I bawled my eyes out during, I think it started. Oh, an hour, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It, it started, I think, with um, Snape, when Snape was killed. Well, Sue sent a message the other day. It was intense. I thought it was, it was well, really Keza intense. Keza saw this days ago, because she's in the future and they got it earlier. So she's seen this for days and she, like, Sue sent her a message saying, you know, how was it? And she got back just... <laughs> Like it yeah. sounds like we're slaughtering the pigs over here in Australia, and she's like, what? "Like what? Tell me what it was." Snake. Oh, I know You know, and I really think I I don't think any actor could have done that better than Alan Rickman because it was almost like for the first time. I mean, and and I I don't think this discounts him being a smarmy jackass for the rest of the series because really that was what it was what he was. But I think for the first time, and then seeing it on the screen, especially you realize the depth of his sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, he has literally spent the last seven years of his life protecting a child that he did not want to protect right. out of love for his mother. Well, then and the that, line too about you're, you're, you're leaving him like a pig to the slaughter right. or whatnot. Yeah. Uh, well, and I think he cares. I think he did care for Harry just because he's Lily's son. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, why would he say you're leading him like a pig? Well, I always thought I mean, that he, he, and then he the there was something there. The no, I always thought that he he was a. Ja- I always thought that he thought Harry was a little jackass and even resented well, seeing I think Lily. He's bitter because or seeing James. You no, know, he's through. bitter because James had the life that he wanted. I think he yeah. separated in his head Lily's son from Harry. Yeah, he never 
you know. I think that's how we had to think that, about it. He had he, to think it's he hated it's Harry, but son. loved Lily. And then at the end, when he when said, he died, "You have your you mother's have eyes. eyes." Now remind me from canon. Why the hell did he send the Patronus out at that moment in Dumbledore's office in the memory? To prove that's why. Okay. When he's when in Al, love when, with Lily, yeah. When Alba says, he says he seemed to care for the child. Because I'm after all this time, he's like always. Because I got confused. I'm like, oh, was that the moment that he sent the Patronus to them in the woods? No, he no, he not because that was Harry. Harry did that. Harry sent his own Patronus. No, no, no. No, no, no. I'm thinking of the first half of the movie when to lead them to the oh, when right. Snake right, gave right, them right. the okay. sword. Yeah. Snake put the sword in the bottom of the but, like, but Templeton is not dead yet, so it can't no, be that. No, that wasn't right. it. He was doing that saying. to prove that's why he, you know, that's how he proved that he was always going to yeah, look I, out for Harry because right. he loved Lily. Yeah, I got mm-hmm. But that just and then with the turnover, the, the resurrection stone, and then there's that was Lily and James. Good. Was there a line yeah, that was changed? What line in the book did Harry need to use to open the snitch? Was it I'm ready? He said here I'm ready to die. Wasn't the line I'm about to die? I think he said, yeah, in the book, I'm about to die. Because there's two different yeah. meanings there. Yeah. There's recognition, I don't want to go. Because in the book, you have, you have in writing his explanation of, you know, he's walking there and he can feel that he's ready to die. He doesn't need to say, I'm, I'm ready, ready to, to die. die. Yeah. Yeah. So as you're reading it, you're like, okay, I know what he's feeling. Right. But obviously in the movie, you need him, I thought you so, need him to say it. As we know, I forgot half the crap that happens in the books, but that one I was... I thought, you know, I thought Dan Rackle did a really good job. I, I do too. I think a lot of the characters did really well. Yeah. I, I, I like honestly so. I liked how Emma Watson kind of got out of the way yes. in a lot of stuff Ron took center stage a lot of the time yes. which was nice I liked that I, I remember really M- that. Melinda saying that Ron well, lost yeah. a great line from the book and I don't know what she was referring to you listening to this know exactly what she was saying because she just said it but I can't think well, of it well and I think like I finally I, I know I said this earlier it's like I finally think all the characters just got it this time it's like I felt well, I felt, or with Deathly Hallows, I should say, because I, the last movie was the first movie where Emma Watson didn't annoy me. I was like, wow, she's Hermione in this mm-hmm. movie. Like, it yeah. was, right. you know, that's who she was. And, and it just carried through with this yeah. movie. And Michael Gambon was wonderful. Well, and, every, and Maggie Smith oh, is Smith. a badass motherfucker. Well, you don't know how it's going to go. Because she looks, like, very timid. Like, she's been browbeating down for months under Snape's rule over here. And then the minute he goes after Harry, she steps in the way, kicks every Death Eater's ass. Then she lights up all the torches yeah. i was trying to think of a way to explain this earlier i just think i got it i know they brought back john williams's and i'm saying john williams stretching it out because i called him christopher earlier and the two ladies in front of me nearly killed me in the car it almost seemed like every, there was a guy with a boom box off stage and and who who directed this david david, david, gates. david gates and every time they were up for like a big moment like we're Maggie Smith McGonagall was lighting up the things. He like would look at the guy with the boombox and they would blast oh, Hedwig's theme. Because you know, like, like the minute Harry walked into the room of requirement, it was like, duh, 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 duh. it's like he had theme music. No, I thought it was well I thought it was good. I mean, I thought it was good. I thought it reminded us of where we started yeah. with this series. Like yeah. that means oh, it was, will forever and always remind you of the first time you saw Harry Potter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it was over the you top. Know, it was over the top of good. Like you like over the and top I think sometimes. You it was like that happier music as you know as the movie ended because it's like they're finally done. And you know the whole thing about about Aberforth's Patronus like beating the shit out of all of those. Oh my god, that was amazing! It was with you know he's lost hope and Hermione's like this is not the action of a man who's lost hope and then there goes his Patronus and it was like bye. Oh god, Neville on the bridge. He's like yeah, you and one army. Neville, period. Like Neville. The whole Neville right. McGonagall's lying to them to destroy the bridge. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Mr. Finnegan has a particular oh, proclivity. proclivity for pyrotechnics. <laughs> 
<laughs> Bambling something band of baboons. Bambling band of baboons. Do you think Maggie Smith is the only person on the cast who can recite those lines? Oh, I'm sure she can. I'm sure. And then she's looking at like, blow it up, boom. <laughs> yes, boom. <laughs> Hogwarts is under attack. Defend the school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're all like, wait, isn't that the birds to nowhere anyway? Like, yeah. do they really well, need it? Well, no. she does the whole. She has this really great oh. line. She's like, I've always wanted to oh. say that spell. So at the end, who who else thought that it would be possible for everyone there raised their wands to the sky and just all said at the same time, "Rapero." That like, yeah, <laughs> just repair itself. Because I was no, like, I... why did you all just stand there and like really, really mean it and be like, "Rapero"? <laughs> that would have kind of probably... been awesome. But this is the last movie when they all raised their wands and so. Yeah, I know. But, and um... I, although I did another moment that like broke my heart was Molly Weasley putting up the ward. Oh, yes. I know. Hogwarts. Oh, so I mean, that good. just broke my heart because I'm looking at her and I'm like, okay, this is a woman who knows every single member of her mm-hmm. family right. is here. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I have a question. Yeah, did they ever use really the good. word wards in the books? Maybe in the last they one? Did. They did. Yeah, they did. I mean, until the I think no, it was in they, the last they one. They used the word I think, wards. Because I talked about that in the podcast. I thought that came from fan fiction until the last one. Nope, no, it looked like the that. shield from Star Trek. I thought it was amazing. I'm like, oh, shield's down 20%. Yeah. That last shot by Voldemort. I don't know. No, the aft shields can't take much more of this. Voldemort's getting, no, Voldemort's getting nosebleeds. He's down to two horcruxes. You know would be great if, like, on your cell phone you get four bars? Yeah. <laughs> four bars! Yeah. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did think, you know... You didn't expel Yarmus In a movie, they got rid of an expel Yarmus. That's, that's never what, happened That's before. the one thing I didn't really quite like about the last battle is because that moment for Harry was so definitive of who he is. Mm-hmm. Because even in... He's been... <laughs> put through hell and this is uh, like it is he knows it is time to destroy Voldemort yep and he cannot bring himself to cast a killing curse but he doesn't I know yeah like, he goes with right. Expelliarmus yep. he goes with what he knows and that yep. is so definitive of Harry himself and even you know from the books in the first Deathly Hallows that's how the Death Eaters knew that that was the real Harry right because he tried to disarm, he didn't try to hurt he disarm Voldemort just kind of breaks apart on his own. I think the wand just defeats him. Yeah. Yeah. That was... And like, well, it's the same thing that Maul used. All, all of the, you know, all of the members of the Order, I don't think any of them actually used killing curses. Well, they were because, wondering, because no. they actually... Like, Molly certainly didn't. No, because they she, th- didn't think she ways... was going to do it. They were saying... I don't think they can, because if you no, remember, she... they're unforgivable. They can't... I, I don't know, think the, that the, they would the use The rules them. have been waived. This well, but how many times both Harry and Ron cast the Imperius Curse on the Goblin? Yeah. So, I mean, but I think the killing curse... I just I I wish they would have had him actually say Expelliarmus on that last one. Yeah, it's like the one time so David Yates and, and all the screenwriters were looking at it they're like Expelliarmus. We, we think that's one Expelliarmus too many, and they just yeah. <laughs> I mean, and but honestly, I I cannot imagine a more perfect end yeah. to that series. Well, Mal, well, um, Beltrix went the same way. She exploded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really yeah. That was nice. Our, to see our her big, go. we we got uh, what did we get? We got clapping for the, for Molly Weasley, for Molly Weasley, Weasley and Neville, and yeah. Neville, and there was one more. Was it the, the end? Movie? I think the end. The end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, everybody clapped for Molly when Bellatrix died. I started then... to clap for her Ron and Hermione, even like no one else was really going for it. <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah. I was, I was, I was starting to go, I'm like, oh, all right, no one else clapped. Well, I, for, for a second, was confused because I realized That's it so was happy. the cop that was releasing the, the water. But for a minute, I thought it was like the head of Salazar's yeah, sliver. And I'm like, the hell is this? And he's like, what is that? <laughs> it's like Salazar's sliver in his pants. You see someone upstairs in Hogwarts is the castle being pummeled. They hit plumbing room number five. <laughs> 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 yeah, I liked um, I liked uh, Helena R- Ravenclaw with yes. her riddle. I thought that was great. And Harry was just like, "Yep, 
Harry Potter, you shut up and you listen to me. Yeah. Oh, that was awesome. I'm like, Luna is fantastic. And, and I'm not entirely sure why they decided to do like a Neville Luna ship kind of thing there. But well, even Joe Rowling said she was all about it. Yeah. I, I could see it. Yeah, I could totally see it. And and I think they would complement each other yeah. very well. Well, I liked it at the very end. It was when Harry's walking through the Great Hall at the end and sees everyone reacting. It was, it was Slughorn was complaining you lost his wand. But then it was Aberforth. Dean and Seamus. Dean and Seamus. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Aberforth's line, like at Dean, and then back to Seamus was, he's rather tall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I just love that they're all drinking tea. Yeah. I know. <laughs> it's tea time because you know what? We've had a hard day and it's time By tea. God, we need some tea. We need some tea. <laughs> I just think it's interesting too, if you think about just how big this series have gotten, think of there's a lot of actors in the movie that play these roles, especially the professors. They really don't get any lines. I mean, Professor Trout has good, no lines. I was actually wondering if it was even her. In the background, but I'm like, hey, she's still in this movie, and it's like yeah. that just shows you they just want to be in. Well, I was wondering if it was even movie. her because in the beginning she's, she's bandaging someone, but she's from behind. So I was her. wondering if you didn't see her again later. Would that have just I mean, been, that could have been Dan Radcliffe with her? Slughorn had very few lines. Yeah, he had a few good shots. Madam Humphrey, she was there. She was there. She was there. She had no lines. I think Maggie Smith had felt brooming at the end. Was well, I, I, in the beginning, I thought like Miss uh, Mrs. Norris died, and he was looking for her. No, she's right there. He's he trying was, to figure out how to clean it because he doesn't have magic, so he's like, "Damn it, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna use my broom." <laughs> Wait until he sees the Quidditch bit. Um, oh, I know it. It was nice to see Maggie Smith front and center. I think this, she had it. more lines in this movie than yeah. really all the others, all the others put together. Except the first one. Yeah, yeah. She's wonderful. She had she had quite a few lines. Well, then when the, in the pensive scene, when uh, Snape is remembering Lily being sorted, you can tell that was supposed to be McGonagall in the background, but you're like, you wonder if they even... If it's, it was her. No, but you didn't see the face. I know, but it was her. You saw the lower half of her face. But I'm wondering it if her. it was like Dan Radcliffe in the dress or something. No, like, it was if, Maggie Smith. That was Maggie Smith? Yeah. Well, how do you know? Well, yeah. If they, like, didn't, if they didn't either, then. The day, only thing that we, I think we thought was a little bizarre was young Alan Rickman. It's like, he looked a yeah. little weird. And I couldn't tell if it was CGI. Or I'm like, wait, he looks thinner? And like, I don't know. It looked a well, little what bizarre. Well, what I think they were saying earlier on the podcast tonight was that you have your mother's eyes. Really? Because she has brown eyes in this movie. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Neither of us have green eyes. We're supposed to. Well, they we have the same color. It's getting both blue or whatever. It's like that. Oh, so, difficult lines, yeah. And, uh, the one thing that I really would have liked to see was the four Lily and James and Remus and Sirius walking with Harry. Yes, then they didn't do that. I, yeah. Well, I think it was because Gary Ullman couldn't be there, so they had to film them all separately. Oh, I think I think that's what I remember oh, yeah. happening, and so they couldn't get a shot of the four of them together. And it's like, yeah, it was come on, CGI that shit. It was kind of bizarre the way they did that. That's true. It's like he would—he was like taking turns. Like I must talk serious now. Okay, now I'm back to mom, and I'm like, why aren't they? I thought the well, you know, Lily at the very end was very stilted, and I don't know if that was because she was playing it like you know drained of energy. But she—I'm remembering her in uh, Goblet of the Fire at the very end, and she was you know you know with you, sweetheart. At the end, she was like you know—is it the same actress? I don't know it if it's is. the same actress, but at the end of it, like her lines were very stiff and removed. And, well, I didn't think they were. I thought it was. So. It, I I just thought she. Didn't I play thought it was. more of her trying to keep it together. Yes. Like, yeah. She know this is her son about mm-hmm. to die. Yeah. And yeah. Hagrid randomly tied up in the woods. I know. Yes. I, was I said that to Rena at the at the restaurant. I was like, in terms of flow, just Hagrid randomly being in the forest was just like. Well, oh, everyone else is in this movie. What the hell? This is the only movie that I can remember where Hagrid's hut does not explode. And it's the only movie yeah. I can remember where there was actually a battle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the and there's a boathouse instead of the Shrieking Shack. Boathouse. Were you thinking from the um, Wii game? Yeah. I, I, I I've been there. <laughs> I'm like, I've been in that boathouse. 
Well, I'm thinking about this in my head. All right, we're not going to the hospital wings. They can knock that set down. We're not going to the common rooms. We can knock that set down. We can build yeah. the boathouse where the common rooms is. Like, oh, and what about the old, old dragon? Oh, my oh, gosh. Know. She was, like, white because that it was, was so old and, and in bed in the dark or something. The, the yeah. chain mark yeah. on its neck. Oh, that's terrible. And I'm like, well, at this point, I'm sure you're glad that they changed it. But I'm glad it got out. Grip Hook died. Now, Grip Hook. And the sword vanished. In the original, in, in Sorcerer's Stone, Grip Hook was played by Minnie Me. In this one, he's yes. played by Warwick Davis. Is it Warwick Davis? I believe it's Warwick Davis, yes. So the same as, so, as yeah, Flitwick. Yes. Yeah. Really? Yes. Uh, I did love Flitwick running. Some of those trying. other goblins were kind of weird looking. I was like, mm-hmm. I know they're goblins, but they didn't, I don't know. They looked no a little too really human, was I thought. Weird. A lot. I thought the you know what was weird? The security guards at Gringotts. They looked yeah. like they were at the local mall. Didn't I know, they? Like, they it's like they, did they have like hats or something. Yeah, like, I know, that, was a bit very, that was a little. Well, okay, what It's like Target Security was They had Bellatrix's wand. Like, yes! I, mean, I was like, they have her wand. Just why? Her wand. Give them the wand. Yes. Like, you have it. You made a point of saying that you had it. So why wouldn't you? No, 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 no. The way it worked was he went, and I'm, I'm not sure what it was, because Ron's standing there with. Uh, Hermione, who's Bellatrix, and Harry and Minnie or Warwick Davis are under the thing. And then the guy talks to Bellatrix and then steps down and you hear him saying in a loud voice, it's an imposter, you know, like, or whatever. I know it's an imposter. And I couldn't tell. Are they just talking way louder than they think they're no, talking? No, that was, that was Griphook saying that. Yeah. That was Griphook. Griphook was saying they know it's an imposter. Griphook was, was whispering. Oh, that, okay. Yeah. Because my thing was, then the guy came back and said, can we have your wand? And my thought was, if they know it's an imposter, don't give up the wand. Griphook could tell because that's why he said they know. Right. They were just trying to disarm her. So even if she gave the wand, they were still going to well, take her in. So yeah. I did enjoy it when like the little cart stopped and they all fell. Like, like <laughs> you know, that's going to be a ride. Well, somewhere. and I had forgotten about the um that that enchantment and the um the yeah the, the replicating one where everything they touched replicates. Right. And the, I forgot about I, that. I, I remembered like, that. Cool. I forgot about the water one. Yep. When uh, when Dumbledore has the line to Harry that you were the Horcrux Voldemort never intended to make. Who else was thinking about Melindalia? Because <laughs> she had the same line. Danielle's pointing at me right now. <laughs> But all in all, I thought it was a, a very, very good movie. Fabulous movie, yeah. Very pleased with it. Had all the actors in mm-hmm. the UK. And... Were in, and they were all in, in character. Perfect. And yeah, I, will, have... I will take away from this Frankie first year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I will ever forget that. I think Jenny needed to give Harry one more strong handshake in the movie. She, yeah. <laughs> Their kiss was lame. It could have been it better. Was it but she but got the Ron Hermione kiss was, was amazing. Well, they oh had God, the kiss and then they were like, hmm. I know. <laughs> it's like, that was amazing. Your girlfriend. Perfect. Yeah. They're on. My girlfriend, you. Whenever he runs around the corner, he comes running back like he just saw his body. He's like, "This is the body we're on my fire." Crab was saved from death because he smokes a lot of pot. Yeah. <laughs> so they yeah. randomly injected Blaze the Beanie into the scene just because they needed another body. Well, I hear Rena like because Rena's you know been sobbing for for quite a while, and you hear Rena. Oh, I'm like Blaze the Beanie. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, and then that, like, moronic person two rows down who, when Harry turns to Sirius, says, Who's that? I'm like, oh, for the love of God. <laughs> yeah. You're embarrassing yourself to leave the theater now. Oh, oh yeah, when they were like, yeah, the, the Elder Wand never belonged to you in the first place. And someone was like, wow. <laughs> what? <laughs> Well, I never quite got that when we were reading the book for the it's first time. It's not hard to keep track of. Well, no, because, okay, so when Draco, what, no, 
I, I get Draco the, I get the logic change. Dumbledore. But my thing is Draco disarmed Dumbledore and that transferred the ownership of the wand. But if you're in if you're in dueling one oh one in Hogwarts and you disarm someone as part of an exercise, does the wand know you're only kidding? Like my, that was my question. How I think it has to be the intent like the intent in battle. Because yeah, when in battle. So the wand has to have like a battle, you know, meter yeah, or yeah, something. I mean, okay. It's like if I, if, you know, somebody's walking around, they drop their wand, someone else picks right. it up and hands it to them, it's mm -hmm. not going to transfer. Yeah. But, you right. know, if you're doing, like, practicing casting in class. Yeah, but like the dueling club that. in second right. year. Right, but the you're, not, okay. you're not doing it. That was to... the thing that got me when I well, first someone the had the line with, I, oh, I forget who it was. It was either Remus or, or it might have been um, Arthur when he was saying, like, it, you know, it's the intent when you cast a spell when they were talking Remus. about the wars. Right. Yeah. Like putting up the, a note between <laughs> who the Who said that? Me. Yeah. It's the intention behind the cast rather than the number of Right, right, exactly. So it's like, you know. But we were talking about things that originally when we first started the, the movies, they were leaving stuff out and we're like, well, what are you going to do when you get to this movie? Because you left that out. And by the end, you can tell they just figured there's going to be things in here that won't make sense unless you know the story. It's like Harry's walking around with a shard of glass that conveniently, you know, came from Sirius that they don't tell you. And my thing was at the very end when Harry's trying to break the wand. And on Popor Change, we were talking about another series where an actress does this scene in one take and then tries to break a staff and she can't quite do it. And Harry's like, trying to break the wand. It looks like Dan Radcliffe doesn't, can't do it. Well, it must not be that easy to break. Well, I'm waiting for Emma Watson to be here. Let me help. Like, he couldn't yeah. quite break the thing. And all I can picture is, okay, Harry, please tell me you fixed your wand already. Because his wand broke in the first half of the movie when Hermione landed on it and cracked it. And in the well, book. Well, he has Draco's wand. No, in the book, he takes the Elder Wand, fixes his own wand with it, and then. Breaks it. Does he break it or well, does he bury? Or the, no, he destroys it. He destroys it. it. Yeah. But he fixes his own wand first, and they didn't obviously film that scene. So I'm like, oh, Harry, you're not going to have a wand, buddy. Well, of course he is. Harry Potter. It's Harry Potter. It's going to yeah. work out. I was like, uh, Daniel, let's step away from that ridge this whole time. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, dude, dude, okay, that could crumble at any time. Well, then I'm thinking. You just survived the last battle. And well, no, fall he, off he's falling. Well, he's got the elder one. I guess he could apparate halfway through. Well, he was falling. And he's fall well, then I'm like, well, how is he going to survive the fall of Voldemort? I'm like, oh, Voldemort, Voldemort can't fly. fly. It was a weird shot where he's holding <laughs> Voldemort's head. Yeah, it's like, that was like so strange. That was very I weird. I could not figure out, like, I was like, are they going to start making out? <laughs> because I wouldn't believe it from Voldemort. He like, the hug. people awkwardly and he's yeah. just a little bit Well, well I would have loved, and I'm wondering, I was saying this, how much of it was just maybe the makeup or whatever. Yeah. But when he's hugging Draco, I would have given anything for him to like have his arms awkwardly around Draco, like the son he never knew he had, and then just slowly erase his hand and be like, pat, 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 on top of his head. Just oh, actually say goodness. pat, pat, pat. So I think that's so. Do we have any final thoughts on uh, Deathly Hallows? Mm -hmm. well, I think so. it was an amazing movie. I think it was a very fitting end to the series. I think that it was kind of perfect. I, I think so ended too. On a high note. And Danielle and I usually hate these things, so that's incredible praise coming from us. I still don't like Refine, right. but all in all, great. Danielle leans to me in the middle of the theater room. I, I'm trying not to talk in here because I don't, you know, want to destroy anyone's cinematic experience. Cinematic experience, and she leans over to me. He really is one gay unicorn. <laughs> I think it was when he hugged Draco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh, and Daniel, alert, he has the merchant All I can say is, for all of those of you who are watching the movie, and then, you know, Voldemort said, you have one hour and thought of me, I just want you to know I was thinking of you, too. We're bound together by that damn line. Oh, my God. Be in my obituary. All right, so we'll see you all with the commentary. Bye. Bye. Bye.